You're listening to Thursday Nights, Season 4, Episode 106. Experimentation Center. All of your lives intact for now, and your brains intact. Oh, uh, more importantly, well. more importantly, I, I would have sacrificed many other body parts first. <laughs> Taito can be arranged. Leads you back through the hallways into her private office that you were using as a temporary home before you left. In the office. She gestures for each of you to enter the room. And then she follows. As she closes the door, she turns and then she stands completely still, not moving the slightest bit. And she begins moving again. Oh, yeah. She can't even go. Statue. Yeah, we can get our, uh, get our people on the, uh, on the board here. I always do like looking at me, little Baron Mini. As so we mentioned, we like having our miniatures on the board. Um, should be in the bed. I don't know. This is your job, Eric. Well, your you boy. They get brought out. Is her office? Oh, we didn't bring him out. Is her office oh. a giant head? Is that oh. Mm-hmm. Nice. The only room she wants is all anastasized. Be. Yeah, deep master is all anastasized. And then you just connect them like this room. when you want to do a new expanding. room. I love that idea. Uh. It has to be like a conference room, so we had a big, yeah, a good number of big right. yeah, conference rooms. Eric's getting the minis, but I'm going to keep it going. Okay. She says, Rebuilding the experimentation center has been underway since you left, but I feel that it is important to inform you that the general atmosphere in the city has deteriorated uh, since your actions uh, before coming here to the experimentation center. We are safe for now, but I cannot be sure of how much time we have before somebody comes uh, somebody comes searching here. I have used everything in my power to lay that from happening, but uh, I fear that it is inevitable. Someone coming here? Our actions in the city uh were regrettable. Hard to ignore. Paid a heavy price. He says, the quest that you are on, the good that you seek to do, is worth many great sacrifices. Such as the sacrifice I expected some of you to make when acquiring this tentacle, but sometimes you have better fortunes. On the strong bond. Uh... He says, I say all that to say that time is of the essence. I recommend that you gather your uh, that you gather your effects so that should a speedy departure be needed, it would be possible. How would uh, we depart? He says, most likely the way that you came uh, uh, that you left and came back just now, but it would depend on who's involved. How long would? Rising up through the underdark back to the surface, take 
Uh, we came through the portal as the thought to save some time. We don't know the way back to the surface from here. He says, oh, it's a dangerous journey fraught with uh, many perils, but I think we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, don't we? We don't know where we're heading next. I suppose no, that's true. Plan. Do you know how long it would take, uh, roughly, for one to reach the surface? Are we talking days or months? Says, you're a resourceful group. Oh, what? Uh, I don't imagine we'd be walking on foot the entire way. It would depend on what means we can uh, get a hold of. He says, but that being said, uh, along a simple foot travel up, it could take a couple months to travel safely. Scrim raises his hand. Says, we'll have to be extra careful. Of where we'll be in about eight days, as we're likely to encounter some threats from my swampy past. Patron? I would like to dig more into that cryptic thing that you just said, but I think we should get started with the. Uh, I think we should get started with the laboratory. Uh, oh, agree. First things first. Let's do it. And uh, says, uh, bring the tentacle and be sure to keep your disguises on, please. Okay. It's on the child mask again. <clears throat> I assume they're just hauling it on a long line. Who is? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the, t- the tentacle. <clears throat> or some extraordinarily long tones. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like that a lot of the guards are spellcasters like solitaire, so they all do mage hand, which can each do five pounds. So they just have like all these mage hands lifting it up. Hmm. Oh, mage party. Uh, mage party. Cool. She says one moment, and she puts her hand up, and then just goes completely still for one minute. Bear God does this. Two minutes. She does not respond. Says, Someone should draw something on her. Just, I can still see and hear you. <laughs> and uh, she says, let us go. It was now. not Berger who said that. She walks out. Name. She walks out of her. Uh, uh, this, this, oh, wait. Uh, have you. She says, please take a moment to gather your effects. Yeah. <clears throat> well, fortunately, Berger picks up most her of pack. the things with them. Yeah. And so. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really fairly quick to. You grab, grab yeah, there's a only few, a couple things you had like. A few loose here. things that might have remained. Yeah, a couple of uh, <laughs> odds and ends that Baron didn't feel were high priority if we were coming back. And the end of the oil vein staff of power is just a big sack that just hangs over his shirt. A big old poke. A little poke, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got everything he needs. Right. He's got a bag. A little rucksack. Unless it breaks over his shoulder. What is Justin doing with uh, the me. staff of the illithid that was found? Oh yeah, Ew, he's uh, just been turning it and doing sketches of it and drawing copy of it. But he's, I see, notice someone eyeing it. No, he definitely doesn't. Okay, Mock takes zero interest in it. All right, because it's a big wizard staff. Yeah, no, he's he, gonna put he, it in a museum someday. Yeah, uh, it's not something that he would necessarily use because he doesn't hit people with things. Um, like wrap it in paper and tie it with twine. But he finds the design of it fascinating, as well as this guy was an outcast, so this thing is not well maintained. And it shows, he's kind of telling the history of this guy's journey through the little parts of it that have broken up and repaired, you know, 
kind of stitch it together with other objects, organic and inorganic and stuff like that. Just kind of figuring out where this uh, uh, elephant came from to get to them. Right, and as you gather your uh, last little bits of things into your uh, packs. Or into Bear Jaws pack, rather. <laughs> into Bear Jaws pack. Hold it up, I can handle very many things. I need a pencil. I have many. The dwarves sit debating, I'm like, no, we put the we, we put Bear Jaws stuff or, at the bottom and then everyone's stuff on top. No, hers is in the middle. Scrims was on the bottom. So it's gonna have everything stinking. It's gonna touch your stuff as we don't. Like they pack it a different way every time. Uh, <clears throat> as she walks out into the hallway, leading the way, she just starts saying, Make way, clear the hallway, uh, psychic tentacle coming through, psychic tentacle. Do the lights turn on on the, like, in the tops of, the, like, the ceiling, like, as they Yeah, pass. it's like little flashing like, red like lights Like 30 feet in the ahead way. of them and 30 feet behind them. Yes. Are you, like, lights? Are people diving out of the way? Like, it's, 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 like, more toxic than even we thought. No, actually, what the way people react is they just look <laughs> back and they just move into side things. Like, this is just Tuesday morning. It's like, gotcha. Uh, it's it's just like, yeah. Hazardous psychic uh, artifact uh, being carried through the hallway. Uh, but that's just, there, that's just procedure H. Yeah, They're like, again? Yeah. yeah. Whoa, 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 look out. We got a psychic technical coming the other way. We can't let them collide. Yeah, yeah it gives everyone a chance to pull out their phones, pl- uh, check Twitter. Is this a drill um, or is this an actual topic? <laughs> like, yeah. Is this an actual We ran outside Zoom. We just got one of these the other day. This is a minor illusion. We're blowing through these tentacles. <laughs> that was 200 years ago. Like, yeah. oh, really? Oh, man. Get out. Like she leads you through a couple of bends. And then through a set of double heavy metal doors that she pushes open into a big old laboratory that, unlike the rest of the place, which has scaffolding and stuff that's like halfway being rebuilt, improvements here and there, lots of hustle and bustle, this place, no workers inside, and it looks like it has been completely repaired. There's Mox Eye definitely would catch like little bits here where there's some things that have been repaired. It, favoring uh, hastiness over aesthetics. Unlike, done. unlike the rest of the place where like care is being taken to like upgrade this place. If this is the room where we had our fight. No. Not the room. Okay. No, no. That was the golem room. This yeah. is the uh, laboratory. Spell identification gotcha. room. There was a name. <coughs> the room we have not seen. A rush job. But done forgot. with practicality at the front. Hmm. Practical rush. Function over form. Now I'm looking for what I have the name of that this place. There are portraits of Titus family who are mostly Fords. Right. Grandpappy. Titus Mark One. <laughs> Titus Mark Two. Grandpappy Casino. <laughs> 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 one more to rule them all. Ah, the spell forensics lab. That's what ah, it's called. Sorry. I found it in my notes. Um. The place has a uh, uh, the place has a sharp sour smell to it as uh, she walks forward. We'll get to what the rest of the room looks like in just a moment. But uh, um, she walks forward, and there's a series of uh, glass tubes that are that are curved and sort of make this strange, bizarre looping pattern that goes all over the place. And she walks over to the uh, tentacle and grabs it with her golem hand as she picks it up off of your sled. And she says, 
uh, steer clear, you don't want any of this to splash on you. And she just starts loading the tentacle into, into the like tube? the opening of a glass tube. And right as she gets <laughs> about a foot into it, it just goes and it gets like sucked through the tube. And then you hear a and then just a splatter of goo falls into like a bo- glass bobule. Orb at the end. Yeah. Uh, and then she taps the glass uh, she taps taps the glass and then you see uh, uh, the liquid which just looked like pureed tentacle uh, uh, it glows and pulses and starts bubbling she says ah uh, yes uh, this is a fine specimen you've done a great job brought it back hastily too it still had a lot of its life energy left in it uh, imagine it'll hold you for some time then he says, this is the fuel that powers the uh, the spell forensics lab here. And now we're going to go around the table. And I want to hear from all of you hmm. of what this place looks like. I want to, I want specifically some things uh, uh, that perhaps could be interacted with. Things that, uh, uh, parts of how this place works. You've seen a lot of Deepa Mascar. You've seen a lot of the, uh, you've seen a lot of the, Experimentation center, and uh, who's got an idea to begin with? The this is a place that to to, to, yeah, to set the scene a little bit. Um, this is a place that is used to analyze uh, spell energy. It's a uh, uh, it's a big sort of elaborate um, laboratory, and and therefore one big sort of organism of a machine that. Uh, that is used to identify, you know, the nature of spells and enchantments. Like, really get to to the much, much, much deeper. It's kind of like what Drustin does a little bit with his spells. Just, like, amplified to an order of magnitude more. Just, like, putting all of this sort of machinery and arcane uh, runes in it. Is this details within the room that we're in that just analyze the tentacle? Or is maybe stuff we walked by as we were... Uh, in this room. In this room. Is, in this is, room. Is, part of the machine. Part of the... Part it's, of a big, the it's a big the, room. Part of the big... Yeah, it's a it's so it's a it's it's a big room. Uh, there's other experiment like and the size of this house maybe. modules going going on in this in this high ceiling. This, yeah. this room is not dedicated just to the tentacle. The tentacle is the fuel that powers everything in this room. Okay, I see what you're saying. The okay. the, the, the spell forensics lab requires, for whatever reason, um, potent neolithid potential ichor. Yes, uh, in order to operate. <clears throat> Very close to the entrance, there is a raised platform and uh, and kind of a seat behind what looks like a, a kind of a, a judge's podium, where there is kind of arcane kind of scroll work, all kind of covering this uh, this kind of this desk and dais, and <clears throat> the seat there is uh, kind of the, the words are kind of scrawled. Let's say this is like whatever the seat of the arbiter. And there are these controls that look a little bit like the orbs that, that Taita was uh, was uh, contained within. There's two of them here, and they act like controls that would be driven like after you guys have seen the movie Flight of the Navigator, right? Like these are kind of things that in, in three-dimensional space can be operated. There's one for each hand, and these operate through some complex kind of series of commands, or maybe even kind of like psychic networking, <clears throat> a a kind of fleet. A swarm of seats that can very quickly just reconfigure and configure and move throughout the space in three dimensions. 
so much of being able to cast different arcane effects, control different effects, or even observe what's going on requires movement and positioning all throughout the space here. This is not like a two-dimensional, we have cubicles on the ground, but these are mobile seats and it is the seat of the Arbiter that controls and coordinates all of the movement of these floating pedestals where, where mages and students and, uh, and uh, scientists will, will, will float throughout this room and navigate the space. Nice. Is there anyone in this room besides us? No, you were the only ones. It was notably empty. Okay. I would say tight to take a seat at that at that desk. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, on one wall, there are these two massive glass orbs with metal filament within them, um, and the uh, glass tubes go through them. And so, as the the tentacle juice starts to flow into them, they suddenly burst into electricity, and a wild beam of electricity starts arcing and arcing between. Um, at the base of these tubes, uh, there are these two spheres are these kind of neon tubes that can be picked up, each one kind of in a slot uh, labeled with one of the schools of magic. You've got abjuration, conjuration, divination, enchantment, evocation, illusion, necromancy, and transmutation, each one glowing with a different kind of neon light. And what you can do is you can pick up one of these tubes and put it into one of the orb machines and it changes the, the color of the lighting, and arcane uh, uh, kind of runes start appearing, and you can put another in the other one, and they start interacting. It's an arcane and breaker can, box. And you can kind of test what schools of magic might be within it, or influencing it with these different uh, uh, tubes put into the machine. Love it. Who's got an idea next? Rat boy. So one of the, uh, one of the walls... One of, the, one of the sides of this of this big room here is floor to ceiling, uh, just open like a clear clear uh, room, and then one of them is just open into this thing that's like a, a hollowed out cylinder um, that's uh, that's like a straight line going in going each direction each direction, and every few minutes while we're in here, and of course Tata doesn't even doesn't even flinch, the whole room shakes a little bit and rumbles as this just big, just kind of like con- like condensed energy like rumbles the whole room and just whizzes by. So there's like kind of an open open window that's just well, like, like a horizontal cylinder. Horizontal, yeah, exactly. Um, so there's just like a long a long cylinder chamber. Um, like an open subway tunnel. Exactly. Like, and it just like, <laughs> zip, like zips by and there's a bunch of kind of uh, uh, Kind of containers and modules right right in front of it that seem to have different readings that are um, either reading reading stuff from that or maybe containers that can that can be put in to be exposed to whatever that periodic wave of what seems to be destructive energy kind of runs by destructive but contained huh so there you go. primal <clears throat> but contained Oil vein is at the other side of the room, kind of where at the there's like a pipeline where this tentacle puree travels through. Yeah, it's clearly like it's moving through this network, sort of feeding different machines. And he sees at the very at the very kind of towards the end of it, on the other side of the room, there's a little receptacle where this kind of byproduct drops down. It looks kind of like it's kind of used up, and it's like it's been it's an excretion. There's like four distinct shapes. Like one that's almost shaped like a boot. There's one that's shaped like a kind of a round circular shape. 
There's one that's got like a bow tie, and one's like a bell. And then like they land in the receptacle, and then they get sucked out into like a different room somewhere. Uh, do you want to know what I'm talking about? I do. I know yeah, what you're I talking mean, about. <laughs> I, I'm those already aware. Don't get the reference. Really want to know? All right, Sam got my subway thing. What's your <laughs> thing? I was like googling chicken McNugget shapes. <laughs> <laughs> My guess it's was slime. that it was something from Day of the Tentacle because oh, it just had a Day of the Tentacle vibe. Yeah. Oh, first thing when it showed up in that little glass tube, I was like, "Ooh, the pink slime." They're gonna fry it. Oh. Someone's eating. Maybe like Tita like eats that in her office. She just eats. Well, the it should be interacted with. So it All right. can't even be like a fuel like So there's not that. Who's next? Who's got another thing? Hang on. So uh, in one part of the room, there is this huge. Like bunch of just uh, looks like cables for better word, you know how they work exactly. That all go down into just like a helmet, which has, and and the helmet is like stationary. Like this is like the helmet station. You get into it and you mount yourself into the helmet. And then in front of the helmet are like a pair of lenses. And there's just like this long, like a yard long of just various lenses that can be flicked <laughs> in and out of into, arcane into, lenses into position. Oh my god, <laughs> the observator. A or B? Like a, yeah. a or B? Like a, or B? It looks more magical this way. Uh, more magical. Read the bottom one. A or Q more, X. More magical? Exactly. Less, Q X. Less, less magical? This or this? This or this? This? Uh, um, on the... Uh, Gosh, well, it's a hexagonal room. We've decided, right? So, like, oh, well, that was wrong. Yeah, yes, sure. <laughs> it's a hexagonal room now. No, no, no. That's just the yeah. Well, you, um, were, you were making on, things up. On one Everything of the, you say is true here. On, on one of the facets here, I guess. Um, I know I did that. Sorry. Um, there's. <laughs> there are um, like shelves of what look at first to be these mounds of like coiled metal. And going over to them and, and, and giving them a, a quick look-see, uh, they appear to be these finely filigreed, like, almost like a puzzle ball. And when, uh, when Beardog, because she's always doing this, uh, picks one up, it reforms itself as like a glove over her hand. But it's this really wide gap filigree. It's like, you can see most of her hand like through it, but it's artful. Like it's more kinda? almost, but it's really artful. It's very curving. It's got a lot of these, like, you know, like filigree, like art filigree. And it's clearly made of this, like, really fine, almost flexible metal. It covers her hand. And when she um, when she fiddles with it more, the those gaps fill in with this kind of, like, translucent light. Like, this kind of, like, bluish, faint light. And what it, what it seems to be is some sort of like protective gear. Oh, some PPE. Yeah, you got like, and you can put another one on, and you can probably put one on your head. Uh, I don't know if it matters which one you put where. They might just automatically self-form, or you might be in trouble if you try to put one on your head. And uh, please be careful with those. <laughs> Puts it down, it's broken now. <laughs> Stretched out. Well, she just, she doesn't know how to handle delicate things. It's, why she has to fight people before, you know. Just to fight them and yeah. then ask. And just as a small rest, just a completely mundane eyewash station in the corner. 
Yes, just in <laughs> real life. Like, with a picture, with like a pictogram of someone doing yeah, the action, like, just in case. Water in like a bucket, like at the top of the thing, yeah. it needs to work with no magic. Yeah. That needs in to case just all always the magic gets function. Broken. For some reason, there's a third spout. Yes. We don't ask about that. That's for that. your That's third rude. eye wash. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about the third about spout. All right. Anyone else? Everyone did one. I'm just, if someone had this, like, Literal brilliant sauce. idea on the tip of their tongue. Um, Chicken Always. Everything is Chicken nuggets. 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 Chicken and our two golem hands reach down onto these two orbs as they uh, they come to life and sort of rise up to meet her hands. She moves her hands around a little bit and seats move around in the room just slightly. It's like she's sort of getting a, uh, getting a feel for the controls. She says, all right, now this is a pretty delicate operation. I may ask you to do some very gentle work with a couple of the machines around here. Okay. Uh, we're just going to need to get started. Uh, uh, it says, oh, oh, hang on. Now I need to remember, she had a capsule with she, the, the, the spell, hand spell thing? Yeah. Yeah, she put it into Because she had grabbed yes. the gem. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. it was. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to get it. So it was like a cylindrical sort of glass container that had a, uh, a glowing faint glowing energy in it that she had uh, scraped out from the spent gem. Yeah. Just to like the residual energies. And uh, it's inside the little uh, detector machine that, yeah. she did, that uh, triggers Great on each scan of Scan on everybody. And uh, she ha- uh, hands the machine to Drewston. And she says, I hear you go. Well, we're going to need to, uh, you could very carefully uh, plug that uh, uh, essence pod into that machine over there and just then you hear a voice boom through this room as if from some sort of magical amplification (laughs) something that vibrates and produces noise and uh, it says "Uh, this is chief security officer uh, for Taitika Sequa and, uh, it's that guy we made cheap. Taita uh, looks up and says, uh, and she gets up from her arbiter station. She walks over to, uh, right next to the eyewash station, there's just a panel beep, on the wall. Beep, beep, beep. And she says, this new chief of security doesn't understand Can we how say to it's use a magic the, mouth? Uh, doesn't understand how to use these psychic crystals. As she goes and uh, she turns a knob on the wall and there's a just a mouth. Yeah. Uh, it's actually just opens up in the stone ah. itself. The, the concrete itself on the wall just opens. And uh, she speaks My into job. it. She says, uh, this is Taitikasequa. What's going on? Says, uh, says, I'm sorry to bother you. I'm sorry to bother you, but uh, we have... Oh, I need my my deep mascara notes. Hang on, the names of the There's so many names of the different yeah, everything. Many names, <laughs> many names, many, name, many beings. Where's it? Where's your guys? Oh uh, yeah, solitaire. Solitaire. That's right. Solitaire. Uh, he's not in here. It says uh, uh, we have uh, Fakons, uh, Fakons. City. 
Well, Fakon's city is, is the name of a city. Oh, right, right. Uh, uh, we have uh, uh, Fakon's uh, security detail here. Uh, they say oh, no. they have a warrant for searching the experimentation center. Oh, Just, shit. What the hell they do? Taito responds. He says, have you uh, checked the seal? I have, uh, uh, I have, ma'am, and uh, it does seem to be legitimate. It has, uh, uh, it has the seal of the five houses uh, oh, legitimizing the request. He says, uh, okay, uh, that's fine. Uh, be uh, cordial and uh, allow them in and be sure that you have them sign the non-disclosure agreement uh, uh, as, they, uh, as they enter and uh, wish them the best of luck in uh, their search. And she turns the knob again and the mouth closes back up. And she says, uh, change of plans. Just <laughs> we're gonna have to do this the fast way. Oh my god! As to... she uh, swiftly jogs over in her golem form over to the arbiter station, puts her hands down on the orbs, and then she pulls them rapidly as a couple of the seats move around, and one of them bumps into Mock, and she says, ah. "I'm gonna need you to sit on that thing." Mock kind of perches himself on it, holding really a, holding a weapon. Are we fighting? What's going on? Uh, 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 I don't like to be caught unaware. You know how I am with creatures at my back. Now they can come from betwixt me nethers. <laughs> you used to hold the door or something? Oh, that's a little too little. We're ready. We're ready. Yeah, Buck hears that sound. He's like, whoa, I need it. I roll for initiative. Maybe like one of those episodes of like Overcooked or something. <laughs> Maybe that one is good. <laughs> Oh, not that one. That was way too slow. Might I suggest... You always suggest that one. We have to, like, lay off it so it regains a notch. He'll do it. Yeah. And then we'll be stuck with it for 30 minutes. The first week I don't suggest it, it will be... the whole session. Sounds good. It'll be wonderful. You'll be able to hear it back here. In your dreams. In your teeth. We'll do this. Uh... She says, Juristin, uh, please insert that into the uh, slot of third, from, third from the right. And he runs over. Is this in the big tour machine? Or uh, say that again? Is this in the big tour machine that I described or a different machine? Uh, uh, the, the, the tube for the circles of magic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. uh, it's nearby. It's, it's, there's a slot that's separated from all of the schools yeah. that uh, fits it perfectly. She says, yeah, that's the one. What's the sample slot? Yeah. <laughs> she says... And Just a uh, USB port. One yeah. many. There's like eight of them. <laughs> we're gonna need to turn this thing on to uh, overdrive, and it's gonna get a little bit dangerous. So uh, I would say cool. hold on to your butts. As the machine whirs to life, as uh, she makes one quick adjustment on the arbiter, uh, the arbiter controls, and you can see the. The puree of tentacle uh, uh, starts moving rapidly through tubes as if it's being consumed by these machines and more and more is getting sucked into all over the place. And she says, uh, Drishten, you need to manage those. Uh, uh, it says, grab those uh, neon tubes there and start I... sticking them into those machines and read the results to me quickly. As <laughs> uh, these arcane sigils come that you recognize, they start trying to you know. Abjuration. No, uh, necromancy, uh, 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 shifting, waning divination, waning divination, waxing uh, evocation. 
<laughs> she says, no, no, grab another tube. You need to put another one in. Try the combinations, get it going. And uh, these big thrums of destructive energy moving through this subway tube, moving through this big uh, hollow cylinder, shakes the room. Dust rattles from the ceiling. One of the hastily patched areas of the ceiling actually comes loose and falls to the ground. Just a big plate of metal revealing a hole that was uh, uh, torn in the ceiling by one of the devils Magic a few days ago. The, uh... Let's see... Punch the drywall? I'm working with I can your... Alright, Joyston. I'll go hold it up. You need to figure out how to uh, uh, figure out how to get the uh, the sort of resonance of these uh, these various tubes. The amount that you're inserting them in is seeming to have some sort of effect. This is going to be an uh, it's arcana, an arcana skill check. Seems like a very arcana sort of event. We're all going to have to roll arcana, guys. I mean, it's just. Joyston's never actually trained in Arcana, so he is not proficient. He has a plus four, though. Did you do your... It's times like this that Mox Gladi didn't penalize anyone. I have an 11 and a 1. Sorry, I might as well roll. 17! That's a pretty die! That's like a nice green green. What does this look like? What is he... Okay, so at first he's a little confused by these because he's got his whole own notation system. But he actually starts recognizing the symbols that are coming up from an ancient tomb he once went in. Perhaps one that came from a lineage of Deepa Mascari who were left upon the earth and uh, remembered bits of their culture. And something remembers a, a fond day spent with Sir Mandor. <laughs> Charting the runes, making rubbings of the runes. So much rubbing. rubbing. Uh, much but as soon as he starts to see them, says, oh, the Tomb of the Lost Lord, of course. Uh, I recognize it now. That, that's ne- necromancy. Oh, oh that, that, that straight divination, of course. And he just starts realizing kind of what it is and just recalling those days. He's a full erection. And uh, as he's as he's sticking the, these neon tubes into the slots, they start glowing at different rates. And she says, "There, you have one. Get that one out immediately." She says, uh, "says Take that to the uh, uh, take that to the." I don't have. I need a bunch of techno babble names. Transducer. The t- transducer. Uh, uh, she's the yelling. She says, "No, go." <laughs> Not you! She yells to Drewston again. Not you! Keep managing the uh, keep managing the circles. Who do you hand this tube to? Scrimcorn. What's the transducer? The big thing that's making the room shake. Oh! Scrim uh, grabs it and uh, and runs over to the opening. Clearly not sure. She says, never been place that on each of the machines. Observe the results. She says, shout out what you see. And uh, and then again, the room shakes again. And uh, she says, we need more charged rods for Drewston. He's running out. And Drewston sees he's picked yeah. up the last one as he's putting it in. Uh, she says, more being charged uh, uh, at the charger over there. She says, <laughs> infuser, infuser. Random yeah, gadget no. name thing linked to you. The infuser, well, you just shout out. The no, lightning doping machine. All right, I got some, I got some. 
Um, so, uh, Scrim is over at the transducer with this, uh, charge... No, it's not... This isn't a rod. This is just, like, a, a sample? sample. It's, like, a, a tube with a sample on it. It's one of the rods that he had put okay. in, but it has, it is now, like, glowing, and it's... It actually hurts a bit to touch. It, like, burns slightly, but not for... It's pain. burning my hand! Else. She says, uh, it's radioactivity. It's okay. Just keep going. What's that mean? She says, it's an arcade thing. We don't have time to explain it. Scrim runs over the transducer and puts it in one of the, the modules in front of the uh, the big opening. Uh, and it, and waits. And, set of and like taps it and like... Um, is it coming? When it's late. That's investigation. Roll an investigation skill check to try to figure out and understand how you're doing this correctly. Oh, rolling with advantage. Feel inspired. Uh, so it, it, it bursts by, shakes the whole room, and Scrim tries to make sense. That's the inspiration yes. die. It's a 19. Scrim figures out just at the last minute, like right before another one of the thrums is gonna come. There's sort of a delicate way to like stick it in at a crooked angle. It's not obvious, but like it slots in and holds steady. And then as it slams by, the thing shoots out and Scrim grabs it. And uh, you can see that like arcane runes are glowing in the uh, the cylindrical shape that are fading rapidly. Just, I think I got it. The runes here. Just. Okay, that's uh, Bearjaw. You have inspiration. Inspiration. needs more of the rods. No one jumped to go get him more. Who's doing it? Mock is on a flying seat. He's like, if you can take me there, I'll grab one. He's like, starts whirling him around on his seat. He says, hold on tight as she uh, pulls it around and Mock gets zipped over to the nanowave quark accelerator (laughs) as. You see that like these, these tubes are just uh, uh, falling out of <laughs> pneumatic tubes. They're just yeah. like dropping down these cylinders into these little slots. It, and the slots are full, like enough have been made just in the short amount of time. As you're able to, you can yeah. grab those. He tries to, he like leans over and just scoops up an armful, trying to grab more than just what each hand can take. Acrobatics, skill check. How yeah. can you hold all these tubes? How can I hold so very many tubes? So very many. Uh, that's not bad. Uh, 19! 19! Nice juggling them. What does it look like? Uh, yeah, yeah, so Mop goes with like, the armful tactic, but very quickly has to kind of like bring in, like he sees him trying to slip, so he just like pours some in his armor, and then like, he's got one arm and there's like a couple here, so he kind of, kind of starts like, he does like the waiter glass thing where he's got like five here and like all of his, you know, from his years. When, Everyone's had to bust tables in their, their young lives. He's an old dwarf, and he's, so he's he's kind of got them all pinned, and he just like feels the friction on on his grasp like slipping, and he feels the ones in the pile like start to rattle, and he's just like, punch it, Tarta! And uh, he gets zipped back over to Drewston. He's got a fresh set of uh, rods to start sticking into these, and more and more, Drewston is getting like charged correctly, handing them off to Scrimcorn, who's continuing to put them in these things. And Mock gets zipped on back over to the uh, to the This time grabbing his cloak to fill it up, yeah. so it's not quite as hectic. Uh, there's an explosion from one of the glass tubes as some of the uh, uh, some of the tentacle oh. puree starts dripping yeah. to the ground, and she says, "Oil vein, don't just stand there. Grab one of those and fix that." 
as oil vein is looking at the byproduct dumpster as <laughs> things are getting dumped down and then sucked out. Yeah, we don't out. know if he wants you to like collect oh. it all or what do you burn do? it. Uh, he, uh... I say burn. Well, he's supposed to collect the. the she whole, said. The you tell me. I told you what she that. said. Oh my gosh. Uh, he. What does oil vein do? Oh, he. Uh, Eat it. I'm trying to picture that uh, there's things coming. You can out ask of the her. Thing. You Just can yell at what her. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> she says. If you don't patch up that hole uh, in, in the next 30 seconds, we will run out of energy and we will not be able to finish this uh, finish this incantation. It says, use the paste and seal the hole. Uh, okay. She's like continuing to operate uh, mock zipping. Roger that. Yeah, he uh, grabs some of the paste and then he uh, teleports up top to where Nice. Uh, tooling proficiency. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so he's just hanging from the tube as he teleports up there. Yeah, this is going to be a... Uh, uh, There's all the fun tool proficiency options as well. Oh, yeah. Do you have a tool proficiency? I mean, a lot of people have tool proficiency. Well, if you're proficient, if you're a mason, and you can spackle things. I don't think I've Just do you get your proficiency bonus when you use those tools? It's going to be, it's going to be, I was thinking wisdom. Fine motor skills or wisdom. Fine motor skills. Let's go, let's go sleight of hand. This is about quick, uh, quick movement of the hands, delicate operation here. You've got broken glass. I got a 13. A 13. All right. You're able to do a bit of a shoddy job, but what does it look like? What do you do with this, with these little uh, chicken nugget, uh, uh, these chicken nuggeties <laughs> modules? He tries to like clump them up into one big ball first, and then smash it so it's like a flat pancake, and then he tries to spread that over the opening where mm. the uh, to, to seal it up as best as he can. Too thick. And, yeah. <laughs> he makes several adjustments until he gets it right. She says, uh, the curious thing is that that material is chemically identical to the neothelid excrement. And, uh... <laughs> you made a patty of it. It's getting a patty. Cu- curious, that. And it has held a just, just well enough for the puree to, like, continue to move through the tube. It was Scrimcorn's uh, machine that had started to falter. Uh, as the uh, fuel had uh, stopped coming through, and she says, "It's not gonna hold." Scream, corn! Oh, what are you oh. doing with those uh, with those charged cylinders? I says, mean, "Are you just leaving them in a pile? Hand them off to Baron." <laughs> oh bloody hell! It says, "Baron, use the uh, uh, use that helmet. Put it on. Find uh, uh, find the correct lens to peer into the true essence of the spell." How? Do I know when I found the correct one? And she says, and she zips, uh, uh, zips mock around. And she says, I'm busy, I'm busy driving chairs. You have the wisdom of more than Kuzenberg. Use it. They'll burn your hands when you hold them, but it's just radiation. It's nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Here he watching all this, just flabbergasted by it. Just standing there waiting for something. Baron uh, picks up several up. of these tubes and they he burn when you hold them. And it Baron hurts him and he he, he puts them he more on the armor because the armor's sort of <laughs> fire resistant a bit. And uh, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> and uh, he takes it over to the strange helmet flicky lensy thing. He's like, alright. And he's he puts it. There's like a little tray, like at the end of the flicky lensy things, and he's like, "All right," and he puts his head in, and he's like, 
Investigation. He takes it out and he flicks a couple. <laughs> Investigation. There's okay. too many to brute force this one. You have to use the force, Baron. I love this result. <laughs> <laughs> That's a three. Applause <laughs> 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 for your last title for poor instructions. Uh, as you... He's looking like... As you are flick, flipping, flick, essentially... Flick, 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 flick. It's like, it's green. Purple? Purple-ish? I, I don't know what that color is. Uh, as you are flipping pretty much randomly, you need to give me a, we'll call it a dexterity saving throw. DC yes. 15. Perfect. Aaron's gonna wind up. I always fail those. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, I'm not saying it's, it's a habit. Oh, 16? Hey. Oh. What I need? Oh, 15. Oh, I got a 16. All right, half damage on a save. Yay! Go blind. What? But it is radiation, so you'll never uh, be able to heal. 10, 17, no more children for you. plus 8 would be 25. Is it perhaps Shit. fire or poison damage? Um, it is, uh, 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 uh. uh probably a little of both. <laughs> probably a little of both. Yes. Radiant damage. It's radiant. It's radiant. It's radiant. Definitely not. So how much? Twenty-five would be pretty. No, but you saved, so it becomes twelve. Twelve. You round down. Round down. Always round down. Always round down. Always radiant. Radiant. I think in Gloomhaven you always round up, which is part of my problem. Barrett takes a bunch of. Radiant damage from something in some. Yes. Yeah, so what happens is, as you just like sort of like flipping them randomly at one point, as soon as you flip it, you find like you can barely see it coming as you do it, but it's like a charge of energy that slams into your face, and uh, uh, you fall backwards. The chair gets ripped off of its. Uh, uh, the chair gets ripped off of its little swivel it's uh base, base. Yeah. it's yeah. fasteners as uh but you get out of the way like just in time before you take the full brunt it, but it leaves this nasty burn on the side of your cheek yeah. this entire is like all burned and his hair that it caught is all bleached just don't use that one this is that could have killed you well thanks for the warning Woo-hoo! she says quick we're running out of energy you've got to get that thing right Bearjaw wanders over to help. Scrim all those radiation. Sweet. Just Try keep that doing one. this? Try that one. Bearjaw's helping. Try that says, one. Everyone else is busy. I told you we're doing this the hard yes, way. We're all Bear very Bear. busy I'm helping. I'm trying to stand where the laser could hit you. Could hit you. All right, Bearjaw. Just look in here. You do the thingies. I'll watch. I'll try and... Flick them, maybe more systematically. Just so you know, I'm very bad at this. I am too. Tristan is still continuing to charge at the rods. We murdered somebody. (laughs) That was good time. Alright, let's see what we can do. Tell me what... If it's better or worse. (laughs) (laughs) The Baron Jot team up is one of the best. Am I going to roll? Uh, yeah, that's how you advantage. Another oh, yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm aiding you. I know. Yeah, Let's see what your aid is. Mine is still shit. Yeah. 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 Sixteen. How does Bearjaw just like figure this out? What is the spark of inspiration that causes There's her to like something understand? about it? Something about it just seems meaningful. Not that one. The other she doesn't one. know what it is. But Baron keeps does... saying better or worse. May I suggest something that may work? Uh, go. Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. 
Bearjaw has a certain preference for colors, and she sees the color that she likes, and she says, stop there, stop there. add something to that color, and yeah. she ends up building a color palette that she likes, which gets closer and closer to the right one, <laughs> and maybe that's how it's supposed to work. Maybe that's uh, it. And, uh, it's a psychic uh, thing. Yeah. When do you know, when does it look nice to you? And Bearjaw has the most, yeah, the most resilient, she knows herself better than instinct, any of us. The instinct. Bearjaw's pragmatism nature is like, they're just colors! They're just colors! They're just colors! They're just colors! Just do what you want! What do you want? And, uh... And she says, yes, yes, nice. you have it aligned, you have it aligned. Says, quick, we I'm need to catch, uh, uh, catch that drop, catch that drop. And you see that there's just like a little dropper from uh, a, a network of tubes that's like connected to the others, but not the your bare hand. is not going through. Whatever Baron and Bearjaw <laughs> has done has, uh, uh, in that platform where Baron put the cylinders, it has, uh, 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 by, by by setting the things right, you realize that the cylinders themselves have changed, and they're now just a blinding white bright as energy is shooting up from them into a collector in the ceiling, and it's causing you know kind of like a collecting condensation like or percolating steam. down. It's percolating, it's percolating down into a couple of tubes, and then there's a little drop as you see a bright a white drop. I mean, we're talking. A drop of liquid that is painful to look at. Aurora, Aurora runs over with a, a glass beaker. She says, yes. No use glass, it'll cause an explosion. She throws the glass. He says, Use you your helmet! Put that glove on! Don't oh, yeah. Me. As she. she uh, Aurora! Am I in the same area? I'm, I'm with him. Yeah, yeah right that's now. where it was happening. Oh, I do that. I grab the glove. What glove? The fancy filigree glove. Uh, indeed. So because you have... I remember what it looked like. So you put it. Uh... Oh, cool! I guess that's it. And uh, this is about catching it just right. Acrobatics. It's acrobatics. It's, acrobatics. it's for sure acrobatics. This is a my, almost my best skill. DC 17 acrobatics. I'll do this. Yeah. You have to pinch it. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, no. Oh, that's good. That's good. Plus five. Yeah. Woo! Yes. As the drop falls down, it's difficult because it's blindingly bright. Like, you she look at it and it's right. like looking at the sun. Right. Right. I'll trusts, just feel for it. She trusts herself. As you hold your strange sort of filigree gloved hand, Four it feet. falls down and stops just above the surface Long. of your gloved hand as that strange, uh, what'd you say, like a translucent... Um, it's uh, like a translucent glassy, glassy paneling between the filigree. Yeah, it basically, you see, they sort of glow and the drop just hovers in front of your hand and dims slightly. Oh. And uh, Taita gets up and as soon as she removes her hands from the controls, Mark <laughs> falls down <laughs> to the like Grandpappy! Or what was the guy, who's the guy? Pappy? Old Gappy. Old Gappy! Gappy. I'm coming to you, Gappy! <laughs> He's just kind of like barrels <laughs> into the ground. Can we, can we get a fall wanna, damage roll? Just, just yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Dexterity yeah. seven. Dexterity seven. Dexterity seven. Seven. Nineteen again. Nineteen. Yeah. Nineteen. Yeah. Uh, he tucks like a little dwarven bowling ball. Ping, 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 and comes up ready to fight. And Taita comes running over another one of those. Sort of essence uh, capsules, the same kind that's holding the distillate handlers. That, that will be confusing. Percolate collectors. Percolate collectors. 
What shape was the other one? No, I want it to be a different one. I want it to be an entirely different thing, to hold a single drop. What's a cool little apparatus? Some sort of like, like, vial. Like a, yeah, it's gotta be like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Theranos. Oh, like, so it really is just like a yeah. one inch vial. Yeah. Just like a tiny little, uh, because tiny the little material. thing. She comes over with her, with her like, fairly large golem hand holding this comically small thing as Bearjaw's just holding her hand out and she scoops up the drop like into the that vial and sticks oh. the tiniest little cork in the top of it. I like the idea the inside oh, cool. though is in hollow, it's almost like a little labyrinth. And so the the as soon as it like touches the top it gets pulled into this tiny like spider web ladder. Like, like, maximum and, surface uh, area. Yeah. yeah. So uh, in it, it looks almost like a spider web of liquid with Yes, yeah, yes, I like that. Yeah, so it spreads out, out yeah, the concentrated like thing. Nanotubes. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Capillaries all yeah. the Capillaries, yes. Quantum Capillaries. Capillaries. Multi-threaded. Capillaries, So many threads. Alright. Watch out for the radiation. There's an explosion in another one of the parts of the glass tube, and another one as more of the puree starts dripping down. She says, don't worry about that, and heads on over to... I until you said not to worry uh, about it. She heads over to one last machine. Very, very simple. It's just got a... Uh, it's just got a capsule tube, and, and then there's a just a piece of the parchment. Top. There's a piece of parchment just, like, laid out and held taut. She's she gonna ask us to invest in her company before she gives us the Slides <laughs> it into the machine. Seven-minute PowerPoint presentation incoming! And... It, you see just, uh, uh, you see, like, script just start appearing on the parchment as if someone is writing it. Can and you just be, and it's a mage hand things. with a quill? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. There's a mage hand with a quill as it's just writing on this piece it's of paper. like, uh, being projected from multiple little, like, lenses. It's like, almost like a hologram, but it's also just holding a quill. <laughs> Ding! Like a dot matrix Nah. Yeah. Nah. Mrs. dot matrix printers. Uh, she grabs the piece of parchment and uh, she grabs the piece of parchment and then heads on over, uh, just sticks it into her uh, her golem her golem robe here. He says, "Time for that in a moment." As she walks over to the wall and sticks one of her metal golem fingers uh, into a slot in the wall and then just goes still and silent. So I walk inside. Scrim says, "What are those investigators?" We heard, we heard the mouth, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Perhaps she's taking care of it. Perhaps we should watch the door. I prefer that. Bearjaw oh. turns and watches the door. Wait a minute! Door. I've got something I can help with that. Suspiciously. A spell. How long does it take to cast oh, What a surprise! <laughs> Could it be an illusion? No. Could it what? be? Whoa! I don't even know you lock. anymore. Rope trick. Where's arcane? Reverse knock. <laughs> arcane lock. Arcane lock. I know I have it, but it's the opposite. I have an idea for that. Disintegrate. Oh, they don't have it. They've gone there like, we're here to investigate. Disintegrate. Never mind. I don't have a prepare. See that. Okay. It's all right. So you don't have to have it prepared. So, <clears throat> after about two minutes, Scrim's getting Scrim is sweating. Tight uh, uh, pulls her finger back out of the slot, and she says, uh, "They are headed this way. The noise has drawn them here." 
Cool. <coughs> I would assume the place is generally noisy. What, are we being very, very noisy? Does it matter? They're coming. That big hallway thing makes a racket. What? Can so we stall them? Shall I... A, a diversion? Uh, do we need I to run? set something on fire. Are we finished? <coughs> we are finished. We have the results as well as oh, the cool. essence for further analysis <laughs> if necessary. Also, all the way out of this room that this would not cross paths with the investigators. What about yeah. the subway tunnel? Another part of subway the uh, uh, tubing like explodes and more puree falls down. She says, we do not need this room anymore. Why? Let us leave then. Let us leave. Where are we headed? Hungry. Uh, Hungry. She says, for now, we just need to get to safety. Let us get to the tunnel. Oh my god! Is there a more the materials to bring with us? Explosions. <laughs> she says, oh, yes, about that. I did manage to requisition some of what you had requested while you were gone. Excellent. She says, she we would need to stop by my office on the way out. I had forgotten to grab it before we came uh, here. I didn't think this would happen so quickly. Can you have Let's grab what we can. That is the direction they are coming from. It would be more risky. Mock says, she says, you know our future needs better than I do. Is it worth the risk? We should take the risk, and if we can acquire a recipe for more, even better. <clears throat> all right. How are you going to get there? We all going or just Mock? Let's stick together. All right. We'll all take the risk together. Okay, I'm just saying a big, huge group of people moving might be kind of obvious. Doesn't get any more obvious than Mock. <laughs> do, do we have stealth? I'm pretty sure all of yeah, us plus Mock is Mark more says, obvious. Hey, what can you do to make us more sneaky? She says, according to uh, the word on the street, as they say, uh, it says they are looking for a group of seven, uh, a, a, a ragtag group of seven people that don't look like they ought to be traveling together. As she looks to each of you. <laughs> But well, they split up then, that should throw them off the scent, perhaps. I'll go with whichever group is going there. I can keep us a bit quiet. Then you're with me, because I'll talk us out of it if needed. She says, I'll need to go with you to the uh, to my office. The rest of you uh, uh, escape out the side door that you went out last time and make your way to the tunnel. Very good. Jason says, Colton, I'm coming with you. What for, cousin? It seems like an unneeded risk. Oh, I'll have a few tools in my bag that could help us. And give me your bag. Nay, it's my bag. He says he grabs, <laughs> he grabs Justin and he rings me. He's like, "All right, you go with Scrim, and you get me those explosives. I'm going with the others." I. So Scrim, Drewston, Taita. Yep. Heading uh, towards her office. It's easy enough for the rest of you to make the way the opposite way down the hallway. You know which way they're coming from because of Taita. You can get out of this place. We'll come back to you guys on the outside of this building in a moment. Uh, Scrim, Drewston, or with Taita, as she says, make haste. Drewston uses his disguise self uh to look like solitaire. Hmm. Oh, I hope we don't run into him with these people. (laughs) Surely it would be the illusion. (laughs) He's a fake. Alright, you can pass without trace. So what do you, is your disguise self as, like, how, what do you do? So he pulls out his thrift nebulae, blabbering, like and flicks it, and the little fractal 
rainbows go over it and then try to coalesce on him and there's the illusion over him of being solitary. Of being solitary. Scrimple, what are you like doing? Solitaire. I'm casting Pass Without Trace, so uh, me and people within uh, 30 feet. Um, yeah, we leave no tracks, other passages are travel, can't be tracked except by magical means, and everyone gets a plus 10 to their stealth check. So we are incognito. I'll just take out my scale of the UNT aberration thing, anathema, and I uh, use it to cast tongues on Scrimcorn and I, so that anything we say is... No, he already knows that language. Never mind, but I use it to cast tongues on myself. Well, so you still... cast it on multiple people? Yep. Why wouldn't you cast yeah. it? What if they don't speak to Masco? What if they speak a slightly different dialect? Yeah, you do your thing. Um, also, it, I'm sorry. I just got it One improperly. person each time? It's not concentration. But it's one person each time. Oh, oh, I see. So it's an extra spell slot. I, yeah. I, thought, I thought it could affect multiple people. Um, I'm sorry. I described my thing improperly. Okay. From the ground sprouts off a thin layer of there moss. So as you walk on the ground, oh, nice. it's, it's very soft, it's comfortable, it makes no noise, great and after you step yeah. off it, the moss disappears, leaving nothing behind. So you haven't even touched the ground that you traveled across. It's like yeah. mushrooms springing forth from nothing. Without a trace. And disappearing from one without, without a trace. It's quite pleasant. And I'll do this lot. I mean, I for foot sore travelers, oh, quite, yeah. quite a refreshment. It's a little good on the knees. All right. You hear the uh, uh, the cadence of you hear the cadence of a group of what must be four people. This is Drewston can tell us uh, marching in lockstep, co- uh, coming towards the corner that you are headed that you are headed towards from the other side towards Taita's office. Who's leading the way? You're letting Taita go first? I mean, you're just going to walk right towards them, like past them? Uh, You pass without tracing. So what what is your plan? What are you doing right now? Tristan will cast an illusion to uh, make them pass them by. There's still kind of destruction stuff in this area. They're still repairing it. Um, Less evidence of destruction and now more renovation. Okay. Uh, More pardon our dust signs. Remodel and reconstruction. Yeah. Uh, so he, as they're coming up, um, there's kind of a, 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 a hallway splitting off to the side. Yeah, basically um, you're coming to a corner. Yeah. And you can hear them over here, and you're, like, yeah, you're not yeah. inside so of each other like yet. A little, uh, uh, there's another like area that they can kind of duck into, but they would still be seen. And he says, come here! And uh, they back up, and he casts a major image of um, basically... Uh, an area that's been um, boarded off, and there's like deep mascara, like under construction signs. There's like uh, construction map, construction tours, uh, tools like leaning against it, and like a detour thing going around, just like a blockade that they can be behind. Okay. And oh, so, and that's what the illusion is creating. Yeah, yeah. All of that. Okay. Okay. Illusion. Illusions. This is a illusion. major illusion. Major illusion. They're not tricks, Michael. They're so, what sees through an illusion? Uh, if you have, I, I don't know. Uh, physical interaction with the image reveals it to be an illusion. Uh, a creature that uses its action to examine the image can determine it's an illusion with a successful intelligence investigation check. So remember, they are always believable, but not always effective. That's good. Good luck. That's a. Uh, 
Oh, is there not? It's my bottle. What are you looking for? You know why I'm here. We'll see how it goes. Always <laughs> believable. <laughs> not always effective. Was it was that 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 you can automatically detect visual that was that goes back there, and then he also there it is. There okay. Up. Yeah, because it's not called true sight. It's called well, it's true sight one word, and it's true seeing. Is uh, the name of the spell. He also takes out his brickstone. Yeah. And throws it into the air. And the steps go up and it creates a doorway. And he whispers, if things go south, we'll leap inside. <laughs> they pick up the brig and put it in their pocket. And... <laughs> put the brig in jail. You come with me. Put the brig in jail. <laughs> now you're in the brig. In the brig. All right. Jail. As you. Stone jail. Come up against the uh, the as, as you you know sort of huddle against the wall here f- behind this illusory uh, construction equipment and such. Uh, you hear the footsteps coming closer and round the corner, and there you see four figures all standing with hoods obscuring their faces. Ooh. You recognize them as a sight you saw your first day here in Deep Amascar. The motherfucking death squad. Or no, or is it the chanting guys? No, not the chanting guys, the death squad. The motherfucking death squad. I wish it was the chanting guys. They'd be a nice, refreshing change of pace. The death squad rounds the corner and. Death ensues? They murder everyone? Sorry. Death. And. And you're all dead. Oh, and he's got advantage too. They walk. Oh wait! Now you need to roll a stuff check yep. for being Dave. quiet. So everyone has a plus area. ten. As long as they're within thirty feet, right, always screaming. Let's roll. We can see him if you don't mind. I come, I come here for my, for plus, my kicks. Plus ten. Of course it is. Wait, 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 a 24 and a 22. Two. What about Tida? She hiding? Oh, she yeah, she's hiding and is standing perfectly still. motionless yeah. robot. She has her own plus ten. Cheater! Unfortunately, her fan randomly goes on. She's just going. Oh, that was hot. All right, they round the corner. Slow down just a tad as they pass by, and then continue forward. And you hear one of them say, "Is this the room?" And uh, the other one nods to him as they then enter the uh, the room that you were just in. The experimentation room. The experimentation room. Yeah. The, uh, the the spell forensics lab. They start disintegrating everything. Yeah. <laughs> I can make your move. What's that? Subway? Uh, Chicken nuggets? Should we run for it? Yeah, seriously. And then uh, you hear them say. Search the corners. Run. 
Are we all right. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, we're right. Scrim, Drewston, Scrim, and Taita. Now roll a stealth check while you're running. Alright. Take the brick stone. I don't, it's not movable. Oh, yeah. Nice. 27. 24. Alright. As you manage to get away from the, the death squad. Head on into Taita's. Uh, head on into Taita's lab as she swiftly moves over to a um, a safe on the wall. It's like a secure box. As she uh, uh, she actually she just uh, puts her hand against it, sticks her finger in a little hole in front of it, and then opens up. And uh, she grabs six uh, uh, six strange cubes that are each rotated a, oh! uh, an eighth of a turn and uh, 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 and separated slightly as she says, oh, those things. be careful with these. Oh. And uh, she hands them to Dristan. What do you smart. call these? Oh, that's good. Uh, these are uh, uh, um, I don't have a name for them yet. <laughs> Rubik's Cubes of Doom. Here, I will Cubics get a, a randomly generated name while we're running. How about a plasma accelerator? Let's call them Rubik's detonators. They are Rubik's detonators. He <laughs> <laughs> says they were invented by a deep Mascari scientist named Rubrik. Rubrik. He was Rubik. very Rubik. easy to Rubik. decide. Rubik. Rubik. He d- invented the Rubrik. Rubik. Yeah. Uh... And uh, now let's get out of here. Mock, Bairn, Bearjaw, Oil Aurora. There we go. Are heading on out of the experimentation center, and you have made your way out and uh, walking towards the uh, walking towards the sort of hidden tunnel area. If you remember, there's like a house. There, there's houses built right. against the edge of the the edge of this sort of cavernous space, and one of them just has a false back that leads through the secret tunnel. As Mock goes through the tunnel, no, you're not in the tunnel yet. Oh okay. no, what? Tell me when I'm in the tunnel. As we approach the tunnel, tell me when I'm in the tunnel. As you are mo- as you are approaching the the sort of fake house that's the there, you hear a loud commotion coming from nearby. As you look over and you see what looks like stables with several uh, uh, with several bullets and harnesses all uh, uh, all hooked up. There are three deep amaskari trying to uh, uh, trying to wrangle a uh, a bullet uh, that is just going. What noise do the bullets make? Did we have? Did we sort of get a? a yeah, noise that was the noise. Was it? Yeah, I mean, they're like, they're like, they grunt and they root. Is it like, is rearing up and they're like gr- trying to grab onto it. You see that the ground underneath the stables area is some sort of, uh, uh, it's like a thick metal sheeting. It's like a thick, yeah, thick metal sheeting. That's what it is. Underneath must be made to prevent them from burrowing down. I was going to evoke the RV trip and say it's hard pan from Fresno, from, mm. the, uh, from the underground gardens. What was that like? That, that hard stone you had to go through? It's just like oh, layers yeah. of hard pan. They're like it was like the hardest stone or something. It was just yeah, like compressed yeah, yeah. soil. That uh, what's we call it? That guy, uh, the, something. That uh, Italian guy. Yeah, the underground guy. Anyway, hey. so. It's uh, rearing up and like trying to dig in, and they're like holding it back. And uh, as Mock just turns and sees, and they're holding on to his Betsy. They're holding like, on to his Betsy. Betsy, 
and just gives a whoop and a whoop and a whistle. And it just launches yeah. out of their grips and yeah. smashes through the metal <laughs> fencing around this place. As you see torn, jagged metal in its wake as, right. uh, uh, as it just goes galloping towards Mock. Who looks oh. like a pretty Baravi. But smells is the same as he always has, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is not very pleasant. <laughs> we know bullets aren't known for their eyesight. They're known for their blind sight. And he knows Mach. Uh, and love is blind. Love is blind. Uh, thank goodness for him. Uh, that's what I was going to key into as well, by the way. You beat me to the punch. Sorry. Uh, so, uh, and so he gives like a heart, a harsh stare at the stable masters like, like, like you, you saw what happens. Do you want the next level? Uh, I mean, the stable master, you see him as, he is one of the guys that, like, helped collect the boulette when you guys arrived right. here. He saw you not a couple hours ago. Right. And uh, he just kind of looks and shrugs. Uh, they've clearly been dealing with this, the, the like, thrashing. The, the entire thrashing time. Whole, this entire time, they've been dealing with trying to pull down the He looks Nick for life. He's had his own skill challenge. He's exhausted. Yeah. Like, he gives up. Mock's not gonna press. He's not trying to make the guy's day bad. He's just trying to get what he wants. He gives this shrug that makes it look like I've got a fence to fix. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Mock fucking respects that. <laughs> so he's like, yeah. On, on they come and off they go. It's only a few minutes, a uh, few minutes after you enter the tunnel that Scrimcorn, Drewston, and Taita, in one piece, yeah, and not covered in blood. Uh, come on in to the tunnel with you. Giving Moth enough time to use the paints to knock up a non-quartz howitzer-laden cart that we can continue to pull with our, our bullet. Quickly hands Moth the six Rubik step. <laughs> Moth is one of these, like, you beautiful mensch. And, uh, and Moth recognizes them of course for all of you that had the uh, that shared in uh, in snowbane's memory uh, had seen these uh, devices in use mm. had, had sort of experienced in a dream oh. sense using these devices so I mean we all get plus one to use them says uh, this will bring down something large for sure and if like i give enough time perhaps i can make a few more green coming along was the right call it was a death squad in there, and we got uncomfortably close. Well done, boys, and thank you. All right. He said that, that was a very proficient uh, set of illusory magic back there. Oh, my cousin knows what he's doing. And the moss was. He says, I can sense. Team green. <gasps> Just moss. Moss shakes his head. He knows he's going to hear more of that. <laughs> I can sense the mastery in you, but uh, that was above and beyond. I am impressed. I think we have a few matters to discuss at a later time. A later time? Let us walk and talk now. What did you find? We've come a long way to get here, Taita. My patience is running thin. He's turgid. That's what I was getting at. I just didn't want to talk about your illusions now because we have the results of the forensics lab to discuss. (laughs) I get to it, machine man. He says, just give me a second to catch my breath. Yeah. You don't breathe, you are hot. Nary a breath. (laughs) That was a joke. Oh. Sorry, we're we're very on edge here. We are far past joking. 
We made many a sacrifice to be here, Taita. This is a long story reaching, maybe near a conclusion, a turning point. She, uh, she says, let us get to the other side of the tunnel and make a small camp. Says, we'd be able to tell if any, if any pursuers come down the tunnel easily, plenty of time to escape. If you remember, it's like this long, right. like, wind, like, drill belt. It goes through the city and out. We to have the neglected to mention that we have a pseudo dragon with us as well. Um, or yeah. Do we? Let's Did it fly away when we left? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, was it content in Deep Mascar and wanted to remain there? As you guys are in the tunnel discussing this, the pseudo dragon, which has been just nesting on uh, Bearjaw's shoulder. Quite, com- quite comfortably. Good job. Uh, it flutters its wings, and uh, you feel a sense of uh, you feel a sense of of. What am I trying to think of? Terrific music. Like a little bit of a little bit of sorrow in a in a in a goodbye mm. as you get the sense as the dragon sort of gets ready and the parting glass. Uh, um, and then you just you get the feeling uh, you get the feeling that Azdahak is uh, is saying that this is where your paths diverge. Mm. Must he remain in Ebert Mascar, or is he on to be a brief, wonderful friend to other adventurers? <laughs> you know, just travelers on the road. He was go. He was heading our way. In two two days. days. One a shoulder to ride on. That are 60,000 gold pieces. Later. That's That's a good bandit. That's the god of dragons. It's the god of thieves. I was like keeping tabs, and he's like, the horde is growing. As the heck, my favorite servant that you collected for me today. All right. And then it looks around to each of you, and you each feel the same feeling as it takes flight. Scream gives a safe travels. Be well. Yeah. I wonder what became of that wee baby dragon in uh, the Sunless Citadel. Hulkricks? Uh, Hopefully it died somewhere. Hey. <coughs> Not the conversation for right now, perhaps. Terrorizing oh. a farm. Should we send it a message? <laughs> I don't know if I know it that well. <laughs> We're coming for you. We're coming for you. You can reply. Uh, and it flies away. Bye. Juicing. <laughs> Is not focused oh. on the Zero Dragon. <laughs> I figure. <laughs> but d- during that time, we arrived at perhaps oh. a suitable location to rest and cover our retreat. Yeah, it's so like right at the other end of this yeah. uh, uh, tunnel. Mm-hmm. She says, uh, It's a good thing that nobody is at the far end of this tunnel anticipating our escape, and we have a good view of anyone that would pursue us from behind. This seems like as good a place as any to catch our breath. <laughs> Scrim maintains Pass Without Trace, which is just concentration and adds to whoever is within this 30 Hello. feet. It's How long does it last? For an hour. Oh, nice. nice. Oh, wow, it's oh. really good. Yeah, it's quite a... We're going to need more than an hour if we keep yeah. this up. So then, uh, once we have ourselves a nice little camp established, and uh, yeah. Baron has found himself a comfy place to rest his cheek, and uh, fixes himself a fine beard, and says, So let's hear it then! What have you discovered in uh, almost blinding me? Uh, she takes the parchment out and then drops it as it then just floats into the air and holds uh, up. And then she takes the the tiny little uh, uh, the tiny little vial and uh, 
just like gently rests it on top of the parchment as the glowing of the that bright it sort of bleeds into the text and you see the letters shifting and such. Dristen's able to like pick up a lot of like little bits of uh, meaning and such, and she says uh, the results uh, uh, says the output of the forensics lab does take some time to study to understand how to interpret. Um, Dristen's taking deep breath. Well, I hope when you're unable tell, to interpret it, Drewston. you'll speak plainly. For I must admit, most of what went on in there, I don't know what was happening. And he says, it's very complicated. Drewston can explain it to you later. Uh, he seemed to understand what was going on. Drewston's not saying anything. I don't <laughs> want to interrupt the process of telling and uh, she looks. Uh, she looks at this, and she's just watching the shifting runes as they move around. She says, "Interesting." Or maybe we should just oh. wait a while before finding out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> How many times has Snoopy died? Maybe a lot. I don't know. Maybe a lot. Affects the blood. It seems is it blood or the the body itself? It is a uh, curse, as we know, and it is it is a transformation magic. It is a changing spell, but it is. And she uh, continues to look, and she uh, she like picks up the vial and kind of moves it to a different area, which shifts the light, causing the Ooh, uh, causing the script to change. That's cool. She says, "This is strange." Uh, as we suspected, this magic is extremely delicate, very complex. For something to take hundreds of years to take root, that would be the only way to explain it. It says, nothing nor nobody I've ever met could possibly devise such a, uh, such a complex curse. As uh, she's continuing to look at it, and she says, it appears to be, and she looks around, she says, uh, Interesting. It's divine. Divine magic is what we have in here. She looks around and From she shifts God? it again. He says, I think we have that in here. Let's find out. As she then flips the parchment upside down, there's more script on the other side, and she puts it there and sort of like as it continues to still shift. And she says, uh, Yes, uh, it is definitive. It is the magic of Latigware. He says, that is the god of the Dwergar. I am aware. <laughs> she says, oh, you're familiar. Good, that we will save us such time. Vision? <laughs> Too familiar. Mm. Marked by a lot of wear. Says, yes, and uh, there's a more troubling aspect here. As she uh, moves around, she says, yeah, I'm afraid that it appears that by observing the nature of this spell, I believe we have set it in motion. Oh. Well, all was bound to happen one day. What? What has <coughs> been set in motion? It, and uh, she moves around, she says, it has a protective mechanism in it by... Uh, by observing and identifying the nature of the spell, that very act causes the spell to be triggered. It, it's a very clever, it's a clever, clever bit of of arcane divine trickery here. It is to make it so that the spell can activate uh, before anybody could have any chance of circumventing it. As soon as we know what it does, it is already doing it. What is the effect? He says, ah, it's a transformation. 
it looks like it will uh, convert the body and soul of any dwarf that it is in into that of a dwergar. He looked over. Those at are the deep dwarves, the fallen dwarves. We know the dwergar. Ah, okay, good. That'll save some we have time as well. Killed a few of them. And he looks over at Baron and Mock. Scrim <laughs> just. Moves to bloody god home! Moves to stand Fade! St- stand on the side of the room, the, the side of the camp, with Barry John a little He's a. He mocks. Titan. He says, Well, what? What happens if we don't identify it? Was it, was it latent? Were there any consequences as it spread? He says, It would have activated eventually, yes. It, I, I can only deduce ah, that the. And she so looks at it and she says, it is a viral spell. It spreads to uh, it spreads to all dwarven life energy that it is in its proximity. But to oh. do so undetected and to do so under the nose of so many skilled dwarves in their holds with their uh, with their clerics and their uh, and and constant examinations of their bodies and healing, it would have to be very slow indeed. That must be the nature of this spell. It was originally in the gems. It probably infected each of your mothers originally. For several generations then. For multiple generations. And then the proximity of those being in the holds, it says, would have spread it to your kin. Well, all but considering. At the least, we've limited the exposure. And I suppose if it comes to it, we can eliminate ourselves. How long will this transformation take? He says, it seems to be extremely slow. We will need to use, uh, 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 and she points like you've got it attached to your pack, that little uh, yeah. Ghostbusters EKG yeah. thingy. That's right. Uh, and, not EKG, what is it called? Whatever it's called. Uh, he says, we will need to examine the effect on your bodies uh, as time goes on to see its progress, but... As far as I could tell, it is an extremely slow process to do such a dramatic act in a permanent way, a meaningful way that is not just an illusion or a temporary uh, shapeshift. It would need to be done carefully lest it kill its subjects. That's the curious part here to me. It's, uh, it's done in such a way as to keep them all alive. It does not want to kill anybody. How long? Says, Until it's done. Uh, she says, it looks like it is a very slow progress. It, it could be months or potentially years. Mm. But not centuries. Not centuries, no, no. It is in motion now. It says, and it will, uh, uh, and it is likely that, and she, she says, Ah, that's what that release of energy was—the first, uh, uh, the first rupturing of the uh, the glass tube. It must have been the spell setting off its signal to activate. She says, "I can only imagine that it will eventually spread to your holds as well." She says, "What we have set in motion here will not be uh, uh, will will not be stopped." Just a quick refresher: Where did we get the the curse detector thing? When did we get that? I remember we used it, but. But from Taita last time you oh, were. That was, down, that was, that was before the, the Neolos in. The experimentation. Yeah. Okay, there was I wrote down there. what we called yeah. it then. We call it a gem sensor thing. The gem sensor thing. <laughs> we'll need the gem sensor thing. That's a technical term. Um, cool. Uh, we Everything's must, a prototype. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Mock turns to Baird and he says, Baird, now that we've been able to detect this effect, this transformation, I imagine it's only a matter of time before the other clarinets, the Solonor, 
key into it as well. And if somehow there is an inkling that the dwarves of our great holds are becoming Dwergar, will set off civil war in the, in the on the Sword Coast as they people will accuse one another and sense betrayal and 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 there may be war before the transformation is complete. Mm-hmm. The the sets more in motion than the simple biological transformation of our bodies mm-hmm. could be would, would more than key us into this before that changes. What do you mean? Yeah. Like would your would your fellow clerics sense any of these changes before they are physically manifest? Possible. I mean, I must admit I'm a bit hazy on the exact biological differences between a Dwergar and a Dwarf. They were corrupted by mind flares or other sort of psychic deity beings from the Underdark centuries and centuries ago. So I couldn't say as to exactly what changes are occurring first and how fast they will occur. But uh, they would catch something eventually, I would assume. There will be a point in time where the physical changes would be unmistakable. That is certain. As far as detecting the curse itself, it took all of the sophistication of the most advanced magic laboratory in the whole world. Uh, to uh, to even get the slightest bit of inkling to the nature of this spell. Um, time yet. If we we'll tell the holds, you're right. If we tell the holds, they'll start suspecting each other or using it for their own purposes. What if we unite them against a shared enemy, one whose actions release this curse? Well, maybe release is a bad word. One whose actions created this curse. We unite them against Adric Amberhelm. It doesn't seem like Adric was the founder of this curse, though. He may have been a simple puppet, and potentially much less important than finding out wh- who created this curse and to what end. Then we need to know who Adric made a deal with. Whoever, whichever entity he made a deal with is the one who found the opportunity for this. Now you're talking sense. Could it have been with Ladderware himself? Or one of his puppets? We see we see Moradin's present ever present hand dipping itself closer and closer into our lives, yet still restrained. Restrained by the laws of the gods. Surely Ladagar himself 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 could not have played an equally or could could not have played a more present role. Surely there must be some actor in his name. Some... Hmm, some foul magician in the shadows. He says... Plucking at the strings of our fate. Um, that is the curious part here. Uh, to have a spell so directly crafted by a god themselves is... Not heard of very often in these uh, uh, in this age we find ourselves in. Uh, my uh, theological uh, uh, knowledge is not my strongest suit, but as I understand it, the gods are forbidden to uh, take such direct action. This is a curiosity indeed. I say this in the storybooks, but that's all the knowledge I'm referencing. I have no expert in these things. I'd be better off. Tracking down the hands of Ao and asking them why they didn't bloody bring this to a halt before. Galvanting around the countryside with 
fucking uh, fucking screaming oil veins, grandfather. Or your father, like it's some sort of important line item, when two-thirds of the dwarves of the Sword Coast are trying to be transformed into dark ones! I wish he was my grandfather would be a generation apart. I'll have less associated with him. Yeah. Anyway, I'll drink to that. <clears throat> you said there's going to be a physical uh, a transformation of, of physical mind and body. We'll see them, I assume, turn a shade of gray... But uh, uh, turn gray, the ability to turn invisible. I am grow already large. gray. It's not, not such a bad, bad color. He says, he says, but, but he says, and uh, it's pretty offensive. Religious, <laughs> not so bad. Pretty fucking offensive. Religious uh, and and grudges aside, will will they lose their sense of self and and what are go we on talking about? A berserk. A bloodthirst at us, or we're not going to let them actually turn into Dwergar. He says, "Yes, I'm figuring out at what point do we distance ourselves if they're going to try to kill us in our sleep, like a Dwergar." Scream's asking if we're still going to be friends. Of course, we're going to be friends. I guess, in a manner of speaking, yes. Interesting that interesting that Scrim of all people would be asking these questions about when we may turn and be a threat to him and his kin. When uh, we so recently were uh, introduced to some other background that we were not aware of until recently. The fortune teller said you'd be fine if I sided with you. <clears throat> and aren't we just so happy that the, that the coin out. flipped our way? Uh, well, let's put that gem curse detector thing towards me and see what it says. Like we did before, it said nothing. Seems like I'm fine then. <laughs> Uh, I'd say normal. None of us are fine unless all of us are fine. Uh, to the best right, of my right. interpretation of the results here, mm. I don't expect we would see much personality change or change to the true essence of who you are as individuals. Uh, although a transformation could certainly be traumatic and cause all sorts of mental breaks in and of its own right, but as far as the spell is Wonderful. concerned, it seems to just be essentially transforming you into another physical being. It says, that's the part that I find curious here. I don't understand why. This is an incredibly, uh, an incredibly sophisticated and intricate uh, plan set, set course over <coughs> centuries. Did you not hear me? Even the idea of Dwergar blood, Dwergar transformation happening within my people would be enough to tip the politics towards war, if not quarantine, if not complete separation. You think that the actual transformation of of dwarves into Dwergar would send the world of dwarven kind into chaos. Uh, there's nothing that there's no scenario that wouldn't benefit Ladagar were we to, to even peacefully change and coexist. Ah, another venue for the, the dwarves to come to the surface and those that are, are his devout followers create all sorts of mayhem among the surface dwellers. But, uh, but a hold of dwarves all transforming at the same time would be in it together. Would they not unite under this new sense of self and have their resolve against the Dwergar who did this to them uh, be doubled down? Surely those holds that transform together, but this is not affecting all holds, only some. And the hatred and the conflict between our kin 
runs extremely deep. It would not simply be explained away at a conference. It says, I think much of the source of the original conflict between the dwarves and the Dwergar is that when the Dwergar essentially turned their back on Morden, he turned his back on them. And uh, <coughs> so if perhaps we were turned into Dwergar, he might turn his back on us as well. I don't know, on principle or something. I don't quite understand the rules of how gods go, but it might be such a thing. Moradin showed you a shadow of where the holds holds these gems. Aye. It shows that whatever sense of self we hold on to, in Moradin's eyes, these are cursed, these are lost, and we do not know what other games the gods are playing. Who knows what it would mean to have so many more Dwergar in the world for Ladigwer's power or Moradin's? That is not our concern. We must let important dwarves know so we can figure out a way to stop this. Aye, how do we stop this? She says, uh, that is the troubling part. This is a very powerful curse. If it was just a matter of simply removing a spell, we would have done it already. It would have been detectable. Uh, the most powerful magic I can think of might might be able to remove the uh, remove the affliction from a single dwarf at a time, but the cost would be uh, the cost would be extreme. It says the number of dwarves that we can estimate that are infected with this uh, infected with this curse is innumerable. Six holds, if I understand correctly, plus perhaps Adric's secret hold himself. And while Gontelgrim uh, would have been saved from the brunt of the uh, from the curse from the from uh, Arundel's uh, uh, Arundel's heroic and risky switcheroo—that's the term I came up with for what he did—and uh, he says. But that being said, the various uh, political, uh, the, the the various uh, intermingling of the holds uh, must have affected Gontelgrim to some degree. It is likely safer than the others, but it is not unaffected by some amount of the curse. We and even saw the- that we even saw that Bearjaw and Aurora, Bearjaw and Aurora have a trace of the curse in them as well. That was confusing to me. Why Bearjaw had the element of the she's curse? A, she's a dwarf. She's a dwarf friend. Uh, Titan just scratches at the 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 little bit of stubble that uh, does she have stubble or is she growing a full beard or? Yep. Yep, to what? I have stubble. Stubble. Uh, she scratches the stubble on Bearjaw's face. And it's she like says, five o'clock, right? I have <laughs> a feeling this belt. Yeah. Yes, I have a feeling the no. uh, uh, the magic of this belt seems I'm to be interacting with the off. curse. You seem to be taking on some amount of the curse. I doubt it would have much of a full body transformation at the end of the day on Bearjaw. I suppose but if you took the belt off, that might be rid of it. It would she probably it. Reverse, reverse the course of whatever's happening. Until I happening. put it back on again. I can't imagine it's much of a risk to her. She's in a bound of the dwarven life energy. It's not even your blood. Tristan uh, suddenly stands up and like walks away from the fire. Where, he walks where back, and, like opens his mouth to say something, stops and walks away. And you hear him like muttering like, And he walks back. And he walks back. And he finally confects it. 
You have something oh. to say, Gruston? I do, but it pains me to say it. For it's something it. that took me a long time to let go of. We face a problem facing our seven holds and beyond. We face a problem where we have questions that we do nay know how to even approach. And we need to find the right people to ask. There is one dwarf we know who has more connections than anyone else. Who would be perhaps just as upset as us over the reality of this curse. No. Who may be able to help us. Says our God-forsaken grandpappy Adric. If we go to him and reveal to him the truth of his treachery, perhaps that will be enough to turn him back to Morden's light. Or at Aurora. least help us just spurts out and she says why can't you understand that he's the bad guy of our story he is but if he did nay know that this was the effect of it if he did nay know that he'd all be becoming Dwergar I cannot imagine no matter what was offered to him being transformed into one of them it's too prideful for that he is the one who has connections who knows her dwarven holds better than anyone? Mock takes a big draw on his pipe. <sighs> he says, There's some sense to what you say, Rustin. As Taita has just said, he passes the pipe. <laughs> he says, As Taita has just said, even with, or only with the most potent laboratory and, oh, nine hells over there. Were we able to, dis- to discover this? Even going back to the powers that be on the Sword Coast, we'd be hard-pressed to convince them of the truth of what we know. We are wanted criminals. We are we're, we're notorious amongst the holds for several reasons, which do not know the state of, but I cannot imagine have improved much in our absence. Hmm. I can I- tell my father, and he's... Yeah. Skilled enough, I'm sure he could begin investigating if he could find independent proof of a curse at work on the dwarven people. He could probably convince people. There's a handful of people that we can even trust, and we don't know how long it's going to be before they would even be successful. That is what I was saying. So, Adric is one, if, if he offers nothing else, he's one person that may agree that there in fact is something happening. Or, there are many dwarfs that live beyond the reach of our seven holds. The gold dwarfs of the south. The dwarves of the east that are in the regions surrounding us. They're dwarves of all walks of life from all places would be allies to other dwarves and are an option for us as well. We need not find allies among our own kind if we, if we would only put them in further peril. Well, it's true, but only one dwarf knows who struck this deal. Only Adric knows with whom he, agreed he sold the fate of all dwarfs. I agree he has the most information, but... And I agree that if... If he was... Tricked, tricked into a deal... I'm trying 
Um, deceived? If he was deceived, then yes, he would he would have the guilt and the desire to fix all this, but we've been proceeding for the last months with the firm-held belief that at least a good portion of the malice and destruction that has been unleashed, he did so knowingly. At the very least, we know that he wiped out Kundrakar with full knowledge of what he was doing. Aye. So we know with some knowledge. that he was su- with well he enough knew enough knowledge to with make enough knowledge to know and sent assassins of, after us and sent assassins, which means he knows he knew what he did was dark enough that he had to cover it up through violence and lied and said that he found Kundrakar first before we did. True. So as it pains me as it pains me to say, I believe there is a chance. I believe that he, there's a chance that he would have regret and. And once told the full breadth of what he's done, he would see the light, so to speak. But I agree with Mock. Our first move should not be to go into the lion's den and say, You've eaten sheep, and here are six more. We don't know, as Sprim says, if he was acting out of self-interest or for the destruction of others, the dwarves at large. We can see no reason why he may have been acting as the dwarves at large, when we can see he clearly wanted his wife, the seven dwarves. The, the story seems to tell us a, a tale of a man caught up in his own self-interest and, and, and self-satisfaction. But we do not know. Yet another course comes to my mind. And that is to take the fight to the dark dwarves. It has been some yes. months since we have been harried by their, by their agents, and we did not pay much attention at the time, though the priority of their message, tracking down this hotel room that we cast aside to head into the, to, to the, the, the mountains, it, it is a thread that remains yet to be pulled. Yeah, and perhaps possible. going back to the beginning, would, we would be able to resume that course of inquiry. Uh, about that, uh, you say it's been a while since you've been harried by the Dwergar, which is good for you, but I have a feeling that that's a trend that will end. It says, I cannot imagine a world in which such a sophisticated spell would not notify its creator when it has been triggered and set in course. Latigwer must know that the spell has been identified. Oh dear. Well... Ladiguer has been identified. I assume this was the work of some cleric of his. You think Ladiguer himself made this? I said yes. Yeah, that's I what was said originally. I thought. Well, the agents. You said it was divine magic. We were debating how much of he had. Well, I used the magic of Moradin. He says, not even the same, remotely the same order of magnitude of power we're talking about here. It could this is why I requested you to speak plainly. <laughs> I think something is being lost in translation. Maybe she should get the belt for a while. Wait, are you saying Gladysware is same language. more powerful than Moradin? She I'm says, that hammer that, uh, that <clears throat> you hold there, who crafted it? We're pretty sure... Moradin? Moradin. Moradin. Best we know. And who enchanted it with its phenomenal power? Moradin. Moradin. We would assume. He says, I expect that this spell is much the same. The direct hand of Ladiguer. 
That, to the best of our good. spell forensics here, that's what it seems to indicate. I don't know of a living mortal that could possibly do this. Maybe if Ladiguer had a dragon cleric follower, something something with that level of power, but uh, it seems far-fetched. Well, this pool of souls remains the element we've yet to inter- in, yet to introduce. Is this some sort of channel that the allows pool. the gods to break the rules? You're right. That's what we can do. The pool of souls, that is a source of power big enough. It could potentially be used to clear the curse from you, keep you safe so that we can continue on to figure out what is happening. More importantly, did we not find out the the gems themselves pulled from the pool of souls are connected magically to them? It it was. Perhaps a mere mortal used the pool to forge it and Perhaps Ladegard does not have the direct hand. In the vision we Is saw... Is there a hope of that? Berjaw was slain by Dwergar at the Pool of Souls. You said the different races gained control over it over the centuries? Yeah, the story goes that uh, the Pool of Souls has shifted... Not ownership, but... Uh, control. Shifted control over which of the uh, warring underdark uh, races uh, have control over it. Control often lasts for hundreds, sometimes thousands of years. For whoever controls the pool controls a great deal of power. It is also a remarkably difficult artifact to locate, for its location shifts through the underdark. Mm. It says, I only know of one person who has ever been able to reliably locate it. Oh, you all know. Great, that saves me. She's a terrorist. She's like us. If we want to use... She says, terrorist is a bit of a propaganda-fueled label for it. She kidnapped me at one time. She did kidnap you. She's a kidnapper. She slept with Ted. The greatest She has terrible taste in men. Very terrible. She killed Snowbane? On a On a purely positive side, it's possible that this curse is the same magic that created the Dwergar in the first place. So from a purely historical standpoint, that's good. Oh no, you're trying to make me feel better scrum for it. Oh it sounds like finding Deja and have her having her lead us to the pool of souls is right out of the question. No, 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 we're doing that for sure. Also, I can't no bingo back to this pool. You were there the first time. Well Deja died there. Did she nay Deja didn't she guys guys one at one at a time. Oil Bing didn't Deja leave I mean, she sounded the like world? she was scared of something, but I don't know um, if we'll be able to find her. She seemed like she went someplace. Like she traveled to an alternate plane or something. It's speculation. Could we don't know anything. Taita looks yet. to each of you and says, "Do you not understand the the? We're talking about spells crafted by gods and the demise of the entire dwarven race. You think finding somebody because they decided to." Travel through a portal to another plane is is the least of our troubles. You I'm saying, why can't we have anyone the can spark be found. a snowbane sniff her way back? Oh, she was there. Maybe could have changed. Let's use that. But no, it seems like can be found. I would like to do that if I knew we were going to the right place. If if indeed it has moved since then, we will be going on a uh, snow. How old are you, Berja? Thirty. Thirty years. Seems that a long or a small amount in terms of the pool moving its location. You think you know where it is? There's no way. 
We saw a vision. Many people have been there. Nobody can find it again. That's what I'm trying to tell you. There is only one person I know that has ever devised a mechanism to locate the pool. Oh, because all the deep mascari were there too, so they would have already gone and looked for it. She says the Pool of Souls does not have a geographical location. Well, that makes it really difficult to find. Maybe it's uh, within us. Maybe it's in our hearts. Maybe friendship is the real pool of souls. <laughs> he says those are all serious theories about the pool of souls. Also, the Septicemia <laughs> are on their way to kill us. How do we find Deja? Yes, we do need to get back to that well, eventually. Look, if she we're says, off through portals trying to find someone who's on the lamb, it'll only make their journey harder too. And I feel pretty good about that. I also feel good about that. She says, besides, finding Deja is the only way you're going to get more answers about that thing. As she points to uh, your plate. You know nothing. Oil vein's plate. Well, you don't have any answers about this. Oh, I know uh, quite a bit about that, actually. Deja Parmentor crafted that because she is trying to study the effect of uh, other blood. It's what makes her an enemy of the state of Deepa Mascar. She's trying to save her father who had destroyed her house and had them stricken from Deepa Mascari record. Oh. Well, you didn't think to mention any of it? Well, that's uh, secondary to our much larger problem of what Ladiguer is up to and the threat to the world it causes. Don't it's important to oil vein, though. It's important. Many personal interests have to be set aside for the greater quest. Is there anything else? Taita, so we do agree, though, that the threat to the larger dwarves is more important than your revenge against Adric. Uh, I do admit <laughs> that I still hold a great deal of uh, a great deal of anger towards uh, Adric Amberhelm and would sooner see his head on a spike than cooperate with him. But recent discoveries have indicated that what is going on here is larger than any of us had realized. Well, aren't you're you telling a big us, person? You're telling us in plain speech, as my cousin likes <laughs> to say. I'm trying. That that you that the cataclysm at hand is more of a higher priority to you than anything happening here in Deepa Mascar. We know very little of your life here and the competing interests at play. He says, I swore an oath to a friend that I would get to the bottom of what was or what this gem was. I did not know at the time the degree of uh, of plot that I would uncover when I finally discovered its true cause, but my word is my word. Good enough for me. That's yeah. a good friend. So you think Deja then? So, you know, you are all sworn to avenge me if Deja I die. Deja Parmenter. Okay. She seems closer yes. than Adric <laughs> by any means. Only, only Deja can find the pool, but can only ten find Deja? <laughs> That's Ooh. a good thought. I fear. Oh god. <laughs> We're barking up too many trees, I would have preferred not to. Taita, oh, what, say, what say you, half-brothers? <laughs> Taita, you, you said that no one was impossible to find. How would you go about finding someone who could hop through realms like Deja? We could start by finding her old whereabouts. I, that shack near Deepa Mascar where she kidnapped you. I was asking clue. Taita as well. Oh, right, sure. It was a magic mansion. That's no longer there. Magic but, uh, mansion. Taita! Yeah. How was he doing? How would you do it? How would you do it? She says, well, as a supporting character of this story, I would lean on the protagonists to solve this mystery. You just said that <laughs> it's possible. They don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
for me. As the number one haunted face of Deepamaskar, I am daunted by the difficulty of that task. She says, she says, Deepamaskar, as much as my people would like to believe otherwise, is a tiny, tiny slice of this world. Everywhere else Deja goes, she would not need to even keep herself secret. Deepamaskar doesn't have any enforcement or jurisdiction outside of its own lands by their own choice. They would like to see her dead, but they don't reach far to make it happen. You mean Deepamaskar isn't the absolute power it claims to be? Mal looks at that and he's just like, it happens frequently. He has nothing. He lives in a swamp. He ah, wants to bring people down to his ah, level. We can, uh, <laughs> says, he says, we will need to figure out how to uh, use uh, uh, use your familiarity with, uh, with Deja, anything you may have. We could potentially devise a ritual to... Uh, to figure it out, some sort of scrying could be possible. I'm afraid that without my without my lab, much of my power is hindered. I could return there and help you from there, but I worry about the long-term feasibility of such a thing, which is why I have suggested traveling with you. But the choice is ultimately yours. I mean, as long as it's got nothing to do with my father. Mm. On that note. Well, unfortunately, I think a lot of this has to do with your father from what I've picked up from your various discourse in my my earshot, which includes everything you said in my laboratory, because, of course, I could hear everything you were talking about in there. Wait, what did did we say? (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) Many an ill thing (laughs) towards... What did we what say? What did we say? I was saying stuff, but I wasn't remembering. She says, when I am in that location, I can hear everything in every room. I, it's not something I can turn off. It's just the nature of my existence there. That sounds unethical. Our food would make me extra gas. Yeah, uh, you signed a contract when you entered the grounds. <laughs> oh. oh, wait, I forgot you tricked your way in. Uh, Accurate. Trim says, unfortunately, brother, if this is as great a risk as it seems to be one of our best leads would seem to be to contact the hands of AO which I am keeping tabs on Ted not agree not happy about <laughs> to contact Ted and he seems to have the closest connection to Deja more than anyone else here but I admit that that the balance between contacting Ted and letting every dwarf on the sword coast turn into a Dwergar Seems about equal to me. <laughs> so we're going to f- be following our father's prick across different planes of reality. Is that what we're going to be doing? <laughs> sounds like, sounds I'm sorry, like average day just... in the life for you two. <laughs> Any conversation with he him is a spiral in the mattress. know this. He <laughs> says, I think we should take proper precautions, be ready for anything, but I hate to say it, but he seems like our best lead right now. Ooh. Oil Vane looks at his hand for a long time. Which one? He's very far away, his, though. His shadow blood hand. Oh. That looks I, my... The pinky, oh my gosh. I forgot about We are that. in the bottom <gasps> of the Underdark. But, and he is on the other side of the continent. Right. But an unknown an unknown target of Deja is infinitely far away in comparison to people who we can contact through your magic. Is it not? I can talk to him, short messages, sure. I mean, when I say best lead, 
We say you Ted. Disagree? Best lead. Ted. Best well, lead. Ted. Do we need him in person? <laughs> I'm not saying we need him in person. I mean, that's. Must we? That's a lead to lead. Sure. What do you propose asking him? How how does he call Deja for a booty call? Precisely. Early and often. <laughs> How'd you meet her? I mean, he didn't. He didn't knock on her door. I mean, he. I mean, he did. There knock was a on meeting door somehow. In a metaphorical sense. Clearly not the first meeting. So. I mean, there's a trick to it. I mean, the amount, <laughs> the amount of time it took us to get to Deeper Mascara was. I don't know, it took a long time. Months. But my father, I, I just can't put it together how he got there. He probably he fell down a hole. He has a way. Have we had a long Where rest since the... Uh, I'm just counting up spell slots for things. Um, since uh, the vision... Was it a couple days travel or was it one day? Uh, it was, we had a couple nights. No, hang on, hang on. It's been two days since Scrim talked to the witches. Yes, then yes. You've had a long rest since then. That's right. I couldn't remember if you did that thing. That was at the safe, the safe cave. Eight days. Keep it tabs. Eight now. days, boys. He says, days. on this hand, the Septicemia are after us. Are all of the Dwergar are after us? Just all of them? Everyone seems. They're like all after us. Children too. Right. What's to be gained at the spell? We're all turning into Dwergar. Souls? All right. Additionally, Tent and Asshole, and we're now dependent on him again. <laughs> But, Folk. Adric may be an ally. Maybe. Well, Bearjaw Snowbane. Ah, that's in the wind calling for me. Ah, that's some power there. Huh? <coughs> We're not dead yet. We've got a little time. Ah. One slide well, amendment. Hang on, he asked a question. Let me uh, real quick have her answer it. She says, uh, if there's any place with enough power to fuel uh, uh, to fuel a counter spell to undo the curse in your, uh, and she looks to all four of you dwarves and Bearjaw, in each of your blood, uh, I believe it would be that the pool of souls would be our best bet. Such a thing would be very dangerous, very costly. Would just that heal all the dwarves or just us? Oh no, just you. Just in our blood is not enough. Well, if we spend months pursuing something just to clear us, that's mm. months. It won't take months. They'll be going. Any time we spend on that, that's time we could be spending on. Boxing together the holds. What about this? Looking at looking at Taita. The self must be taken care of first. He's looking at Taita. He's looking at uh, Drusen. Yeah. Looking at Baron. All the people who do like. Tricky stuff. He's like, so they they went to the pool, and they made the gems that turned us all into Dwergar. So we'll go to the pool, and we'll make new gems that turn us back into dwarves, and we'll bring them to the holds, and live a few more generations, and it'll just Morden can help and spread it all back to what it's supposed to be. Turn it all back. Just turn the dial. Turn it right back to regular dwarves. That's it would be regular dwarves. We're be. going this way. We're bring it all back. We'll bring back Vanellen. He has seven daughters. <laughs> seven gems for his daughter. Details. I'll find the right gems. I'll make them. Good as they're getting. Maybe better. I'm working on it. Take them to the pool. That way we don't have to bring all the dwarves to the pool. We'll go to the pool. Bear we'll bring the gems. Is the ale closer to him. He's, He's just like, get this man some alcohol. I love it. 
It's a, it's a brilliant idea. I'm reverse gemming. I wish people we know works, but with the divine magic of Moradin instead of Ladderware. Who? Who made the original gems? Who? Which, was it? Was that also Deja? What took the gems and? Well, it may have been Ladderware. De- is what she's saying. Uh, uh, Deja. Who, who took like the gems that? Yeah, Do you mean Deja? Yeah. Involved in the gems at all? Yeah. What's your theory there? Uh, did made the so uh, Durant made the gems and then who put dunked them in the pool and were they involved with the pool? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna out of game refresh yeah. your memory a little bit. Sure. Because I don't think Deja has been established involved in the gems in any way. All we know is that she was at the pool of souls doing some kind right. of. Right. She's in other blood. We, we assumed that our way. How we knew that the, the gems <laughs> were connected to the pools of souls somehow. That but, was established at some point. The, yeah. Yes, the gems, yeah. the gems, power, whatever their enchantment is, is, is connected to the energy of the pool of souls. Yeah. But I think we thought we don't know who connected the gems with the pool of souls. Was that Durgeddon? No, so Durgeddon no. made them, but like Durgeddon I didn't know if at that point it was done. No, he made the jewelry. He received yeah, the yeah, gems. He made the jewelry. Adric got the gems. Yeah. Brought them to Dragon. Okay. Yeah. Had it crafted into jewelry. Yeah. But we don't know where. And then that's the he, box that he, he doesn't know who connected to the right. pool. Yeah, so he's like, did Deja like uh, make I the gems? The, the implication yeah. is, yeah. someone gave Adric gems that had been maybe related to the pools. There's, right. there's some. We found some energy that was related there. I think. I think the implication is. Whoever gave them to them is connected to the pool, and that person would be connected to Ladigwer. But and we that, don't have any reason to believe that. that. And that's why Mock is saying, like, are we going back to Deja? Like, did Deja do the gem thing? Like, yeah. Yeah, we haven't really heard any of yeah. that. No, no, no. He's with you in character. He's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yes. We're all on the same page. Hence the ale. Drewson says, we do not need to go into the lion's den to speak to the lion. Um... Yell at his window. Is that ascending to him? Aye, and if he refuses, uh, has protective magics or whatnot, we send one to our auntie, Rika. By now, Hasta, I've gotten back to him. Oh. Uh, if he is confronted, uh, what's the worst that happens? He, he finds out Rika? we know, and everyone turns into Dwergar. Uh, if this was his plan Adric. all along, then we should know that. But. If there's any information he can give us, even if it does nay save him from the executioner's block when we come out of this hellscape down here. Hey. You should just ask more <laughs> The curse in the seven gems uh, is known, is released. The Dwergar. seven holds <laughs> Are now becoming Dwergar. Where did you get the gems? <laughs> you can reply to this. Uh-huh. I, I'll say we have a conversation with our grandpappy. I do not. Uh, I do not say. I didn't say. I didn't say. We forgive him. No one's saying with that. With the entire Dwergar nation coming down upon us, and a few bog witches. What's Adric as well? Might as well let him know. That sounds like a pretty... Cherry pretty on top of the old uh, pork sunday. Might have the old pork ball. Pork sunday. When you were looking at the pros and cons of our situation, you said we're all turning into Dwergar. We're not all turning into Dwergar. Just, 
Only well, the you ones said that wheel. Matters, just to be accurate, I mean. When I say all, oh, I'm only talking about the people. There's a that time. Are the maybe <laughs> things aren't working out. We take Ted, some we take some how time. did you get in contact? That's one word. Contact, right? <laughs> Syllables, words. Uh, it's okay. I've with been learning to Deja Barmenter. Oil veins. No, what? Kidnapper. <laughs> Arm plate crafter. How about oh, tell knows. us? He knows who Deja is. Or the top two hands of AO. If he yeah. doesn't remember who Deja is, we're in bigger trouble than we thought. <laughs> Who's Deja? Shall we rest the night? And don't forget, he also recently Would like, she bone delivered me? his yes. pinky to her. Yeah. That's very oh, that's true. Very right. recently had a significant Again, transaction. Again, would be super disturbing if he had forgotten. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, he, what he, are we all assuming he got for the pinky? He was in personal yeah, contact with Hookers and Blow, which she used, and now he does not remember how he got it. <laughs> That was awesome. I do it again Let's in a minute. Start what there. are we talking about? <laughs> well, let us sleep tonight. So I've got a few sendings ready. Oh, you do? Well, never mind. And we ought make our way, perhaps to the campsite before. The same we use on the way to the Neolithid. Get a little distance, get a little okay. protection. Yeah. Hey, uh, no matter what, it seems like our goal. Will we be trying to get out of... Getting out of the Underdark? I don't know. say. Uh, most likely we're heading back to the Sword Coast and we ought to message Grumbar to meet us wherever we can come out. But along the way, things may change drastically. Well, so let's find what? out how Surely to get... Surely not. I, I have a feeling that when we know how to reach Deja, that will give us a path. I... In the meantime, information and safety are our priorities. I... Sounds right. On information, we have a camp. Let's get some distance. Go no, no, now, Ben. Right. Information right. first. Right. Sure. What time if of day is ready. it? Is he luckily awake? What time of day is it? I don't know. Or is he drunk off his ass? We're underground. I thought you were either asleep or drunk off his ass. It's the middle of the day. Middle of the day. Swell. That's not an answer. I just wanted to know. Did you just go and you feel it? Yeah. So. Ted, this is Bern, traveling with your sons. Uh, how did you get in contact with Deja Parmenter? Tell us or else. We'll crush. Need to reach her. Very urgent. Very urgent. Not a sex thing. I think that's about it. Is it 25 or 24? No, I'm 25. All right. Sex. You send it right Not now? Baron sends it right now. What does this now. look like when Baron does this? Baron uh, sending, it's, it's uh, in the, in the, It's not a long time. It, it takes as long to, to cast it as it does to do it. So it's sort of, you know, he just sort of steals ask, him. Do, when you say it, are you haltingly, like, counting your... Counting out your words as you do it? Yes, on his fingers. On his fingers. Okay, just wanted to get it. Alright. Uh, uh, it, it looks like most of the time when he's, he's sort of stealing itself as the divine weight of Morden's power comes upon him as uh, he offers the brief prayer of it's uh, verbal, semantic, and material, so it's a short piece of fine copper wire, but he can use his shield for that. So he gestures briefly with his shield 
Um, it says, Moradin, grant me the blessing of communication. <laughs> works. Send my word. Uh, I'm, I'm working on this. And that's what he says. Alright, give me a primer on Ted's voice. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is what you hear in response. Uh, who the fuck is Baron? And why are you in my head? How is this happening? Hey, there's someone speaking to me in my head and I don't understand. That's what you hear. Great. <laughs> you did share a beer with one of the hands of Ao. Yeah, I recall. Hey. I'm not here to toot my horn, but one of the finer pieces of negotiations I've done in my life. Those fuckers owe us. Mm. What was he the said. name of one of the gals, Hand of Ao? I forget, personally. Mm. Uh, well, there was Hot in McDrill Pants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's not talk to her. Let's go right to the molten core <laughs> of that exchange. Uh, Fleeball. Call me, me so eggplant. Soon. She's been a hell of a since that day. She messaged you back just heavy breathing. I'm thinking the human one with yeah. the mask. The, uh, so Edith Valor was the okay. human paladin Torm? of Torm. Yeah, that's Bold what Rush of Clan Black Marrow was the half orc executor right? of Groosh. Oh man, yeah. Just because uh, you lose. Valden Melndar was the drow paladin of Shar. And Gloam was the half-dwarf paladin of Thardhar. Who has the most coveted artifact of this entire campaign. What oh, that's right. Yeah, the, the beer. The beer that never the ends. The bottomless dwarven ale. Yeah. And I'm just like, next time. <laughs> Basically, you could have used that best negotiation of your life to establish the contact that you did for the good of all dwarves, as it has turned out, or... Got that bottomless. Got I'm that. not talking about here. I'm saying I'm talking to Greg, and I'm saying Greg. I thought about it. <laughs> I'm like, what? We only have enough screen time for one thing. Was the guy of Thar Hard? Was he the barbarian dude? Was he the like yeah, the wild one? Yeah, he was like a, yeah, like a hunter one. or something. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Baron, second they all option. Cool. They were cool. Lord, yes. may the blessing of communication be upon me. He says, but now we're cool. was the Edith one there? Edith Valor. Valor? Yeah. Yeah. Edith Valor, this is this is Baron Baldirk, cleric of Moradin. All that introduction eats up a lot of words. <laughs> facets of fate. It does. Facets of fate. Uh, say facets of fate. I put facets of fate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's not gonna. <laughs> we can't make You're it. my message. Traveling with Ted. <laughs> ask him. You could just say, "Ask Ted." How. To contact Deja yeah. Parmenter. Very urgent. Very urgent. Will contact our. <laughs> like our with an H, right? Yes. How okay. Howard. 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 You say it in the in the common tongue. It's in the it's it's clear. A because that way they have a chance to talk and you know get it out of him, and then she'll talk to him. And, to her again. She'll beat the neutrality out of him. Great. That gets sent. What does he get back? Because they can also respond. Why uh, is there a voice in my head? Who are you? Who is this? <clears throat> I don't this watch an any. sanctioned channel. Also, the drow wants to know what oil veins were. Right. <laughs> Greetings, Baron. Greetings, Baron. Ted has... 
A peanut. He says if he cracks the shell, Deja shows up within one week. What the fuck? That's fucking useful. <laughs> fucking magical peanut. <laughs> we asked the right questions of the right people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get ourselves Wait. a peanut. He, that might be full of shit. <laughs> he calls it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's still hearing the message. He calls it his booty call peanut. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. The There's more message. Hold on, guys. Don't jump to conclusions. No, he calls it critical his peanut information nuts. coming here. It's a booty call peanut. <laughs> booty call peanut. Perfect. So, oh my god. That's one word. It, I crack it to get a nut. You get it? It's a nut? It's a nut. It's to get your nut. I want to get my nut. Oh, there's a couple words left. It says, he says, it's a pun. Ha 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 ha. I like the idea that Baron's sitting there doing contact and he's just like, He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like whoa. Whoa. So apparently, the has a magical object in order to contact Deja and she shows up within a week of him using this. That's However, interesting. What's the magical object? It's a peanut. Oh, that seems strange. <laughs> he cracks the shell, and she shows up a week later. Uh, not the vessel I would choose. Seems delicate. The I agree. man I would choose. The woman. <laughs> but what he was. They were probably at a bar, and they used what was handy. Uh, I'm sure they were using what was handy in more than one way. But he travelled us that whole entire way that one time and he was completely naked. Where would he keep a peanut? Oh! Mm. Thank you, other lady. Plus, what is that? Isn't the first time he's been naked? I That's, think. Let's not have that Popping be the first around. question we ask him. I bet he tucks it in his So, cheeks. Ted, Clenches presumably. Oh, fucking. Wonder an armpit. So then, do we send a message to Deja through Ted, or do we go to Ted? That's a good question. If she's pretty good at traveling places, maybe she can come to us. Alright, let's crack that nut. We send a message, tell him to crack that nut, and tell him to find oil vein and us. I mean, she seemed to find you ahead anyway. Maybe yeah, maybe could meet somewhere. Tell Ted to tell her to find oil? Is that what we're suggesting? What if she says fucking no? Hmm. Maybe we, We've got we ambush her. Might she shows up for Yeah. We'd be calling and then we just jump out the we, I think we, we need her to come to us because we can't get to Ted. Why not? He's on the other side of the fucking world. Well, the time we get there will be. We have already teleported many places and now. And, uh, <laughs> gray skinned and will be dwarfer. If we want to get any kind of jump on her and not have all the power in her hands, which is what we're suggesting, we play a messaging game. If we want to have any control of the situation, then it's us going to the pool. Curing you cursed lot, then making our way to the hands of Ao, hmm. and then cracking. Right, the but we Scream. need her Scream. to find the pool. Scrim has the right to me. Mm. You got step B right. in front of step A. Scrim has. The, not going there. Scrim has the right of it, except we don't know where they are right now. Perhaps they're not as clo- as far as we think they may be. I plan to ask. I suppose divine providence may be at hand. Maybe they're in town. <laughs> I'm just saying, 
stupider things have happened that have worked against us. We happen to be in the middle of nowhere and ran into them. Maybe they're just down the tunnel. <laughs> One can hope. We hear their Did you tell them where you were going? Faintly. Where no, are we, going? we didn't tell anybody. I don't think oh, we did. I think sorry, did you tell the hands of Rayo right. any clue into where you're going? I think I jumped told away. them a lot. I think we did. I, I assume that you assuming that you told them a yeah. lot of details yeah. is, yeah. is, yeah. is yeah. an understandable assumption. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I don't remember saying, but I remember dressing talking. Scrim would have would have argued against and blocked and giving them any more information than we needed to, but I remember there was well, a time where Scrim wasn't around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think Dresden just... Well, there were times Dresden when Dresden was <laughs> talking. Um, All of those times could have been quick, times of... Quick uh, aside here. Um, is it possible she may come more readily if we say Snowbane, something Snowbane related? She did say oh. she would see me again, me... Again. That would. That may be a carrot she would take a nibble at. A little bit of cheese for the rat. Yes. That's a thought. I oh, like that idea. Oh, my rats. Oh, my cheese. <laughs> we, could, we could tell Ted to crack the nut and give him a message, and she could find us. Find Snowbane. Like Snowbane needs your help, and then I'm going to crush Will it. and Snowbane are in the same place, and they both need you. Let's ask them where they are first, so we know, and just in case it does not work, we can start right. making our way there. All right. Mm. All, right. Mm. all right. Kill the Septicemia on the way. Just murder them. Reach them. So easy. I got about three more I can do today, and then that's it for talking. What about Drustin? He doesn't have a in the garden, like you said. Right. We take a little nap. Wow. If we could find a magical item of sending, that'd be real handy. A bunch of charges of that would we come have, in mighty nice. We have half a speaking stone. We're in no rush. It's oh, not I like one of those back at the lab. Mm. I'm like just kidding. Some of you are transforming into a cursed form that will <laughs> cause a civil war. What was her name again? Edith. Edith. Edith Valor. Dear Edith. Edith Valor. Edith. This is Bairn. Bairn again. Don't need to say that. <laughs> Don't they yes. know who's talking? They do, yes. but it's polite to introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, God. That's what I Hope this finds you well. <laughs> We're in Underdark. Near Fakon's. Fakon's city. Please don't tell. It's very, very, very <laughs> illegal. Deep Amaskar is one most people know this. You guys didn't know that. Deep Amaskar. He jots these credit. things out before he sends it. <laughs> yeah, 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 you got it, you got it. Deep Amaskar. Uh, what is your location? Um... We need that peanut. How <laughs> how quickly serious? can you get to us? Like maybe they're far, but they have some other means. They might have some. <laughs> how quickly can you send Ted to us? <laughs> Could <laughs> we get that nut, nut soon? Then <laughs> <laughs> this has gone Edith. from dangerous to stupid. <laughs> Bam. This is Edith. Thank so you for being polite. We are on the move. 
West, east. The other west. <laughs> the weird sisters have tipped their hand. What? Something big going on. It says, curiously, we seem to be headed your way. Just, we could set up a rendezvous. Yeah. I can't respond back. <laughs> I can send yeah. another message. I, I'm telling you what she said. That's it. Okay. Uh, they didn't tell us where they were there now, so it makes it really hard. I said they're headed east. Well, but yeah. We that's don't not, even. That's not helpful. Yeah, but we don't even really know <laughs> no, where we are. are. Like yeah. we know we're we, in Damascus. Titan knows exactly where that's she is. True. I mean, she's got coordinates. Exactly she can probably like, print them out of her. Yes. We will no. continue next week. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> the last time Tyler was on the surface might be past her memory banks, is what I'm saying. Hey, uh, hey I would bank on that. I'm calling it Tyda. This is the new Heptos. She came dangerously close yeah. to some child's play comments there. Child's play comments are not child's play. Child's play. Child's play. Child's play. But he didn't say child's play until months and months and months. After in fact, in fact, it was Anna who said child's play. Yeah, yeah. She, she brought it back. back. She put that down in history. That was the best and maybe only good thing have to do. Yeah. I'm just calling <laughs> from this player's seat. I mean, this is true. From this player's seat, Daleman had this much of a problem with us. Eric might have had more. <laughs> Goddamn right. No, everyone did because you met Heptos at a place where he was said you couldn't leave, and so he was a basically your jailer he was and an that antagonist. set him up for failure. <laughs> yeah, but could I get some thanks? Jailer and for failure keeping, rhyme. For you know, it's for true. keeping Zahar in the Hall of Fame instead of letting. Job.